0: Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. We have got a very special guest. This is podcast number 103. We got the man in the mid, Jonathan Van Fleet, also known as Ape Styles, in the building. Jonathan, how
1: are you? Thanks for having me here doing well doing well uh, it's
0: a it's a crazy time but yeah i think all things considered for poker we're fairly fortunate that we are able to you know play online and and our our day to days aren't necessarily you know totally rocked like a lot of people's schedules in life so tell me first of all before we dive in how has covid been uh for you in terms of playing and, and your your overall schedule
1: i would say as like as far as poker goes it's it's been a good thing but um overall though you know it's still it's still tough you know I, for me because I'm a social person and but I feel like the way it is 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 that we're all kind of in the same boat but yeah we've got pretty good seats on that boat and <laughs> I feel like uh I'm really grateful that I can still work that I can still do everything like so for for me um it's been up and down like no one really likes this right but um at the same time yeah, it could be a lot worse. A lot worse,
0: for sure. And and again, you are one of the biggest winners in the history of online poker. You've had some success live as well. You, you, the name Ape Styles, people know it. But if you're if you're new here and maybe you just don't know poker, or somehow you've been you know under the rock, as we'll say, that just don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, what is Ape Styles? Where does that that uh, that username come from?
1: Oh man, you know what? I'm actually gonna. There was a last last time on a radio show that I I chose not to to, to talk about it because I didn't want to be associated with that. But now I'm I'm trying to be a little more just open. Uh, actually, I morphed into an ape according to a friend of mine when he was taking acid or mushrooms. I forgot which one it was, okay. and it just he he started like singing ape styles, and it became this name that I was called in high school because I'm like a big hairy dude. Okay, and uh, <laughs> so. Instead, it was kind of used to make fun of me by my friends, but. I just took it and ran with it. And so it's really funny to see my, my friends are like, what the heck? It's like a brand now. I
0: love it. Yeah. No, it's a great name. It really works sort of like Jungle Man, you know? It's just kind of like it's got that sort of uh fun, but also aggressive and and uh it just works. So that's uh very cool. So all right, there we go. We got that cleared up. Now tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background before we dive into poker and your uh, illustrious career. I want to know about you and how you kind of got into poker. Give me your growing up.
1: Well, um, how I got into poker was I quit drinking around age of 20. And I was lucky enough because I, I, I'd had some problems with drinking and, and my behavior when I drank. But mainly when I started drinking, I just I didn't stop. And so I quit around age 20 and I went to college at Texas Tech. And they had a program for, for other kids who were like in recovery. So we all hung out and it was actually like a really tight knit group. It was really cool. I don't think I would have gotten through college without it. Like shout out to Kitty Harris and, and uh, everyone from Texas Tech. Anyway, because we were a bunch of uh, kids who didn't have alcohol, we, we chose the next best thing and started playing poker on Friday nights and Saturday nights. And actually, I, w- I was terrible. I was, <laughs> my friends like, actually made fun of me. And that made me upset. So I, I, I went and bought like every book and just got like super, super into it. Because before that, I was really into chess. So I knew how to study. Um, that was the beginning.
0: And and uh, speaking of chess, have you seen Queen's Gambit? Are you like really into it still? Have you? you, you I I
1: haven't seen it. Like I really want to watch it though, for sure. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it.
0: I don't watch TV. I just don't. I don't watch like get into the in a long time at least. And and this show is it's it's really quality. You'll love it. I mean, if you know chess, Uh, it's just like it's like a highly well great acting, really well put together. It's got like the whole. You got to see it, man. You'll knock it out in one one.
1: Usually, usually I don't love when I see chess or or poker in movies because you know you know it's super frustrated and like james bond when it's like yeah uh they got quads versus a royal flush and they're men raising on the river and you're like what yeah, is yeah. happening man? yeah well i
0: mean this is this is like this is more storyline it's 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 more of uh like molly's game sort of like where it's less the in terms of like the poker is not it doesn't dominate it but it's you know you're uh you're still seeing some and kind of seeing the story of this girl uh like a, a prodigy based loosely i think on it's not a true story, but it's sort of tied to Bobby Fischer and kind of like you know a mm. kid a prodigy, and it's just it's fun. Well done, but yeah, you, well,
1: you like. I have it. a feeling that it was good because to, to name it Queen's Gambit in the first place—that's that's actually an opening that I play. It's a super deep opening, and and to even know that they got to know a little bit about chess. So I was like, hmm, this is gonna be cool. I,
0: I believe Gary Kasparov was like the the guy who was you know he's a big ch- name in chess. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. was sort of like, you know, making sure they all the chess scenes were, were legit and they were, you know, doing that and all that. So you'll love it, man. you okay.
1: I'm gonna watch that. You're gonna, yeah.
0: you're gonna like it. I don't I don't recommend shows much 'cause I don't I don't watch much, but yeah, I think you'll like it. All right. So chess as a background, very difficult game, not a lot of money in chess. Were you at what level of chess were you at? Were you like playing legit, like playing a lot? I mean you were you got to be pretty good?
1: Um it, it depends on what you call it really good. Um like on online, like I, I keep my, my ratings are around, you know, 2,000, 2,100 or so. i like, but that doesn't really mean much unless you're playing like live tournaments. And I've only played one a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. but I would guess that I'm probably like a class A player, maybe an expert, nothing, nothing to write home about. But I only played for like two years, three years. Um, yeah. and as soon as I found poker, I just put all my energy into poker. I remember one time thinking, man, if I could only be as good at poker as I am at chess, I'd be really good. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's actually crazy. Like poker really is. It's just such a, the, the fact that it's a game, there's a lot of money in it. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of different buy-ins and tournaments and seeing mm-hmm. how much online now there's just so much, you know, any day, any time you can log on and, and win like something significant by playing a tournament. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. What, uh, give us though a little bit of your, like, what was your first real break into it? Like, was it a friend who showed you you're at Texas tech Were you playing live, yeah. get online around Texas tech or was it in high school when you started playing?
1: Um, I was playing at a one, two cash game and I just started talking to the guy next to me, Chase, and he could tell that I, that I was serious about poker from the way I was talking. And it turned out that he was making a living in his words, bonus whoring. Like he was, he was playing a bunch of $50 sit and goes and doing all this stuff and moving around to different sites. And he had spreadsheets. He was super professional. Right. And, um, he showed me pretty much everything. He actually showed me ICM 15, 16 years ago. Wow. Um, and showed me a bunch of, like, he showed me all the, the, the different websites, 2 Plus 2, Pocket 5s, et cetera. And then those sites back then, everyone was open because it just, there was huge fields, lots of money to be made. Everyone was cool with each other. So um, I made a lot of friends through those sites too. And then they also helped elevate my game to the next level
0: right very cool and and what was your what was your big like so tell me about your college experience were you where did you finish college were you were you a serious student playing pretty pretty seriously as well are you partying doing a bit of poker and, and and give me like your full college rundown
1: well i went to usc first before i went to texas tech and that's when i was still Partying and such. South Carol South uh, Southern California.
0: California. See, I went to South Carolina. I it's like oh. a kind of joke, but USC everyone assumes is the University of Southern California, which you know, fair enough. It's fair enough, you know, because people say University of <laughs> South Carolina. But um, okay, so other side, the other coast, you at USC partying, fair enough. And then what? You moved to Texas Tech.
1: I, I failed. Like I just was. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't working hard. And and um, yeah, I kind of just. Yeah, I failed one class. I, I barely passed the other ones, you know. I mean, it's it's really like my like what I would do is like go to the first class to get the syllabus and then go to the class before the big test to find someone to study with and get their notes and then I go do the test. And that was pretty much what I did. Surprising that I passed anything actually doing that, but it yeah. <laughs> it worked. There you go. Um, but yeah, I don't think I I saw the value like if I could go back in time, I don't really have any regrets because I, I like where I'm at today. But if me now would go back in time, I would see that there was a lot of opportunity there that I squandered. Right. But, um, you know, that's where I was at at that point in time. And, and- when I went to Texas Tech, I was way more serious. Um, sorry, I cut you off.
0: No, no. Yeah. So so like you literally just. But how did you go then from there to there? Why Texas Tech from Southern California? Because they had
1: that program. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't think I could make it through without without drinking or partying like college. Who does that? Um, so that's that's why I went there. And uh, I had a great experience there. I graduated with honors um, my last year, though. Yeah. <laughs> once I got really into poker, it, it did affect my grades without a doubt. I was in the back on, on the school Wi-Fi playing poker in class and stuff. It was it was <laughs> um, very
0: similar. What what year did you graduate? How old are you?
1: Ah man, um, I think
0: so wait, I had my on my wall. I
1: think two thousand three two thousand and four i'm I'm not no, it was six years from when I graduated high school. So maybe 2006 is when I when I graduated. Okay. Yeah.
0: So what, you're 36 or 7 now then or? 39. 39. Okay, yeah. So we so yeah, you were about a, you were a few years uh before me. So what what would you say now is the biggest looking back then versus now? What is the biggest difference in online uh for tournaments? Like how much tougher would you say it is on a from then to now?
1: <laughs> um I was terrible and I was like crushing and I didn't know anything. Right. Okay. Or or that's probably being um you know that's probably an exaggeration, but it literally all I did was play tight early and then shove a lot late, and because I knew I knew how to shove and that won everything, Right. because people were just like folding so much, Um and they were also gifting like huge in the in the early levels. So it was it was pretty crazy. Like 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 an average ROI expected is hundred. Everyone expected you know <laughs> hundred ROI is normal, and so. Yeah, the margins were huge, and a lot of people. It, it wasn't hard to win back then. Um, the solvers have really changed the game. Your average ranks a lot better. The stables have have educated their players. Everything's tougher, right? Um, luckily for me, I, I think as up until now, I've I've stayed with my finger on the pulse of the game, and I'm just constantly looking at solvers myself in study groups trying to figure out new icm stuff like i'm always trying to learn more so i feel like there's more there's more money than ever because the prize pools are so big but for like someone trying to enter mm, i don't know it's definitely tougher
0: what would be the biggest thing right now like you see because you you watch and especially with twitch and cards face up and seeing stuff what do you think some of the bigger mistakes Uh, players are making or just things that, you know, without giving away any seed, like you said, you're working on ICM, you're doing solvers. What are some like just basic categories that people struggle with? Or you just are like, wow, like the game's alive. Like people are making massive blunders. Uh, Where is the biggest, biggest part of the game? You feel like there's a, there's a gap.
1: At the high stakes, there are just massive ICM punts. Um, Even with like some of like the big winners, which kind of makes you wonder about just how good ICM is. But um Assuming that ICM is correct, there are a lot of ICM just like I'm not gonna name names, but I saw one recently that was probably worth minus a hundred thousand dollars, like as far as as far as what the punt was. And so that's definitely where there's edge. Um the other ones are kind of nuanced. The the field's overfolding in a lot of different ways. They still overfold big blind, they still overfold um to the flop to flop C bets out of position um there's there's a they still overfold of three bets so there's still actually quite a lot of ways to 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 exploit even the the regulars at this point
0: right right, right.
1: they're and getting better slowly
0: and and uh what what do you believe uh between for right now with what's going on with solvers rta there's some some scandals and different names and stuff getting tossed around what do you believe is the biggest threat to online poker and you think we're you think What's your timeline on on events for the next, say, year, two year, five year, ten year? Do you think online poker is in jeopardy, or do you think that there'll be ways to combat this? And it's always a game of cat and mouse, and it'll it'll survive.
1: I think tournaments will will stay insulated for a long time because of ICM because there's so much var- there's so many variables that it's pretty hard to cheat ICM. Like the best you could do is probably have a uh, like, like a spreadsheet with some different like scenarios that are comparable, but there's nothing that's going to read your screen and tell you what to do for sure with ICM. Um, And I'm sure that they probably have that for, for RTA, although I have never seen it. Yeah. Um, But there's plenty of different sites right now that have essentially, you know, full databases of, of solves on the sites. Um, In fact, like I'm actually working with the site GTO trainer, and uh or yeah gtotrader.com where we have that but we're putting like a like a six second delay on everything and we make you download a program that that doesn't allow the sites to uh, to operate at the same time because it is web-based um and that's because i want to i want to be part of the studying part like in the study tool but i want nothing to do with any kind of cheating right so one thing that we want people to know too with that site is that we're happy to share logs with any any poker site that thinks you might be cheating. So I um, just wanted to bring that up. But yeah, there's lots of sites like that now. And I don't know. Yeah, it's dangerous. But I don't know. All I can say is that I still see a lot of bad play. So I'm not super worried about it. Um, bots are obviously scary. Um, Timeline. I think I think we're still good to go. They're, they they steep. There's there's they keep pulling out value. There's still new things. Gg emerging has been pr- like pretty cool. Even though I'm not allowed to play on there. You're um, not allowed on Gg. No, I'm not. Um, I. They said like there was that whole Fedor Cruz thing, right? Yeah. And they they uh right after that they decided they were gonna get really tough on 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 RTA. And they banned like eighty people. I, I'm pretty sure quite a few of them were winning players, and like a lot of them got their money taken. I didn't get my money taken, but um, they claimed that I was I was using RTA, but I I wasn't. Like
0: <laughs> I, my my name got tossed in that conversation. I don't know if you saw in a thread. Did you happen to see mine? Because it was a, a screen name that was uh, Gross Jeff, all one word. But it was apparently someone named a- Peshka. Uh, who was the person, not, not a Peshka de Silva, I guess, but a guy's name was a Peshka. I saw in the thread, I had a few guys message me like, Hey, you know, actually Jason Kuhn sent me a message right the same day and pads and a few others. Like, hey, like I heard your name was in there, but blah blah blah. I was like, no, I, I like, no, I can play on there, no problem, GG. It's not me because my name's Jeff Space Gross, not Gross Jeff. <laughs> my and, and I, I was making a joke with some of those guys because, like, look, I, I've been playing poker a long time. You know, I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm sure you could probably verify. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a. Uh, I don't think I could be accused from RTA. I'm probably played too tight and too many spots that are that are not right. But um, but yeah, it wasn't me. And I didn't. I did hear there was like eighty-ish names, and a lot were were in there, um, that had some issues. So I didn't know you were actually
1: one of those mentioned. I I, I was, you know, and, um, it actually made me think a little bit because honestly, like in my poker career, I've never, ever used a program while playing, but, but I have looked at charts and stuff, um, because I thought that that was okay for a while. Like poker stars was pretty, was pretty on the fence about it. Right. But now that I know that, that, that like, that's pretty clear, I've like, I don't do any of that. And I think that's pretty clear. Like when I twitch, I don't know. I'm pretty grateful about being able to make a living playing poker. And I want to be able to look in the mirror and go to sleep at night. So that's not my thing, you know,
0: it's actually really interesting that kind of segues into twitch I definitely want to cover that and you've had some great success and are now streaming on Twitch but you know it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I started around late 2015 with streaming and there was like cold debates too about you know that the 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 rules about multiple people and like what's allowed right because it's kind of funny when you're on Twitch and you're playing <laughs> it's like obviously you're you're there like you're on your own or you know you' you don't have like you're not in the room and someone's sitting there talking or whatever but it makes you wonder and like part of the problem with the online and, and always this is just one of the things you can't really define defend against and it's why sort of the site rules I think they didn't really have like a real clear cut rule because like all right you or I are playing on Twitch but what what about the ninety nine percent plus that aren't and that can talk or call someone or ghost or whatever, right? Like it's like, you know, so that it kind of brings that to light, right? It's like Mm -hmm what's preventing that and how often is that happening? Like I know unfortunately like Brazil in particular, they get they get tossed on the bus. Like people say, oh Brazilian stables, they all often do this, you know, whether that's true or not, or they're sort of known, you know, like all of a sudden you're playing with the guy and then like it's like whatever. And then all of a sudden, and then when you get to a final table, it's like a lot of times, especially for big money, you almost kind of have to assume people may have some help or not be them or call their best friend to help them. I mean, that's just like a reality. It's possible. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, I, it's just an interesting sort of conundrum. Uh, but with Twitch, like, obviously, the guys like yourself or me, are, I mean, who are you going to call anyway? There's no one really could go up in the ladder. So you're you're playing on your own. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And I think it's something that with technology now and there is some camera stuff, there's some other detection things. And it's kind of to that point where it's becoming a real sort of a issue and sort of talked about. But it's kind of hard for sites to police as well, these things. So.
1: I think I think I'd be okay. Uh, well, I think they'd be pretty okay with with you know more advanced detection kind of stuff that they're doing, more to be honest, even kind of somewhat intrusive uh, uh stuff just because uh, I, I I want the integrity of the games to stay like strong right like it kind of freaked me out to know that i was playing in these games with a bunch of people that they believe were using rta but i don't actually some of the people they said too, like like i know they didn't do i know that i didn't and some of the people they said i'm like hmm i wouldn't whatever they're using (laughs)
0: Let let them fire away on that whatever they're doing right no i saw some other names that got thrown in there where people like are like oh there's no way that guy like they there's no way he's playing this way because of how his style is um, yeah it,
1: totally like, like i think i think that I actually you know i don't know what their process is and i'm not going to say but but i think it. i think that how much you've won recently had a lot to do with it um but that's just me right
0: <laughs> it's a, it's interesting it's it is an interesting sort of uh situation but luckily there's a lot of sites uh you've done well and you did get your money yeah. so obviously they didn't uh you know it looks like they they, they were just for whatever reason they didn't, you know, you didn't, it's different if they try to take your money, maybe fighting it or, or going through it. But like,
1: that's the thing is they're allowed to do what they want to do. Right. I, I wish that they hadn't accused me of some bullshit that I didn't do, but, but they're allowed to do it. They're, they're allowed to do it. They they were like, I wish they wow. just said like, yeah, we don't want you on our site. Cause we think that you're like not a high value player for us. Sure. That's your right. You know? Right. Right.
0: That makes, uh, makes sense. Well, let's yeah. talk about Twitch. Cause I, I do want to go through your career. You have now, uh, started streaming on twitch you've had you know big big numbers early i mean how, how many streams have you actually have you streamed so far uh,
1: like five six seven um wait i think seven now yeah actually yeah for, go ahead.
0: I, I saw you i saw you recently i mean this must be within two weeks or something right a few weeks now uh mm-hmm. how, how how has this process been you won i think on the first day you took down a tournament uh, which one was that and how, i mean that's not a bad way to start
1: Yeah. I won the, I won the 500 bounty builder. I, 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 I was on God mode. I was just winning everything. It was pretty, it was pretty sweet. Um, the first time I played for like 34,000, I think that was fun. And what I didn't actually anticipate from, from Twitch was I just didn't realize that, 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 that having all those people behind you sweating is like, is, is actually a rush. It's, 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 it's probably similar to kind of like what an athlete feels, but like not as intense. Um, But yeah, I, I realized that I liked it. I, I thought I wasn't going to like Twitching at all, to be honest. Mm -hmm
0: yeah I mean you it's it is a kind of bizarre feeling because it's like in theory if there's what me and you are one-on-one right now and there's a there's some people in the live stream watching but whether there's one person or ten or a hundred it really doesn't matter but you actually can feel once you get to like 200, 1, 000, two hundred a thousand two thousand viewers and like you can feel it building and hosting the, the, the more chats coming in and people are subscribing and giving bits and and re you know the the raids come in and it's just kind of like a it's an energetic thing that it really does it adds some some pep in your step and and, and I, I guess it's a trade-off. There's some benefit. There's some things that help. It's also takes away maybe a bit of concentration. Uh, I saw one of the questions on Twitter, which you do have a giveaway right now. If you guys want to engage and, and retweet and, 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 and interact, you can ask a question. We'll try to get to those. I saw one question. I was saying, how do you believe that that affects your game? Like, what? How many tables do you think that adds? Like, If you're playing a normal session, what is the, the calibration of tables and, and focus that you give up there with Twitch?
1: I honestly don't know because sometimes I think forcing myself to slow down and speak about what I'm doing actually makes me play better because most of, almost all of my bad decisions in poker have been fast ones, you know? So making me slow down and, and really think out everything can help. However, I miss stuff for sure. I'm, I'm, it, it definitely distracts me in some ways. And typically when I'm playing poker, like I can't hear anything outside of, I'm, I'm just, I'm in, you know? And having to switch from that super hyper focused mode to like talking back to hyper focus, like that, that I found to be pretty tough. For sure.
0: It's, you know, it's hard because uh, in a way, like Matt Staples mentioned this, he thinks poker is one of the easiest ways to grow on Twitch. And it's one of the – because like you mentioned, we, you and I were discussing before, oh, look, you win a tournament your first day there. And granted, you probably win a lot of tournaments on a lot of days you stream, you're playing a lot of tournaments, but or a lot of days you play. But the fact of like deep runs, anyone who has a deep runs on Twitch, whether you know what you're doing, you don't, whether you're engaging or not, you're going to get views, and people are going to come in and check it out to start. So, like, you always have that opportunity for like a deep run or a big moment. Uh, but you know, it, it's also like it's tough with the delay because, like, for you or I, four, five, six minute delay. Someone asks a question, you answer it. Maybe then they see it. They don't see it for five, six minutes. Now you may miss their follow up or their comment. So it's like you're not really like holding like an engaging back and forth conversation. That's a bit difficult. And I think a lot of non poker streamers that do some special events we are playing a special event on saturday i believe you're you're playing as well for the party <laughs> poker which is going to be amazing uh saturday the big game um yeah. that type of stuff st- people that are not used to not on delay it's tricky they're like what do you mean you have a delay like that is like a deal breaker for a lot of people in terms of streaming because they don't it's like very hard to, to do that to hold those conversations
1: i was wondering how it would work it, i actually think it it's um <sighs> It's hard to keep a steady stream of, of 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 chat for me for sure when I'm playing and and I think I'll get better at that. But I, I think it's kind of cool to be able to pick and choose what you respond to a little bit too when there's a lot of stuff going on. Um but I which I actually don't do. I respond to trolls. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think yeah, the delay is uh, it's, I guess it's not optimal, but like I I've, I, thought it was easier than I thought it would be. Like I, yeah. it, at first I was like, how does that even work? Like, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a it, learning OBS and then that type of stuff and doing that too. It's also, it is a process. What, uh, how many tables do you generally play? What's a typical session look like for you?
1: Like, like no Twitch? Sure. Or both like both. The Twitch is only for always, um, on my own, I try to keep it six to eight, but every once in a while on the Sunday, you know, you just get a bunch you of stuff. Of yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Oh, I over-edged and I've got too much stuff, but I start to get like um, frazzles if I got more than eight tables. So I really like to sit there, use my time bank, watch what's going on in the hands. Um, I haven't been taking notes on Twitch. That's just been a little too much, but I, I do like to take notes when I play. And, and cause I, I think what, my edge was for a while was that I'm sitting there hyper-focused playing less tables than your average reg and, um you know, looking at the situations a little bit more. But uh yeah, yeah. I, I've always been not played too many tables, six to eight max. Um The worst run I ever went on, I was trying to get Supernova Elite and I was 20 tabling and it was just this
0: too much it does it's like things just spiral spiral (laughs) and you're you're just like definitely not playing your best right you're just like clicking and that so it sounds like you think maybe four or so two about four tables on twitch two to four tables of uh extra workload when you when you when you stream maybe something like that mm-hmm.
1: yeah yep. do you know the other the other gross steve gross
0: yes of course g bro we, we're cousins technically we say yeah that's that's my that's my dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah he's 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 a good friend of mine um not not too active in poker but he was the best um in like 2008 2009 he, his results were by far better than anybody's yeah um and i went to live with him in vegas and I was trying to do that 20 table thing on my second monitor, just lots of beeps. And he's like, Man, would you turn that down? That's crazy. And I went and looked over at his his old laptop where he was like five tabling. You can barely see. He's like, but he's just taking a lot of time and really thinking. And it was his old crappy laptops. He's he's there hitting the bong and playing. And I'm like, This is the magic. This is where the magic happens. And um, Right, like actually, right after that though, I was like, I'm I'm cutting down tables, and I'm really just going to try my best to like win every tournament that I play. Really focus, and boom, I went on like an 800k upswing. So That's I,
0: I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that. My biggest results have always been when I one or two table, it just, or like how the last one you focus down. And I, I think I, I it's like you know I I want to believe that I can do the six, eight, ten, twelve table thing, but I can't. Like I just I literally can't do it. And I, I don't, the guys like Mormon or B Paris or some other guys that are in the elite company of all time winners, and maybe they can do it. You know, Mormon's built like it. Maybe he just has a system down. Uh, his mind works like that or, or, you know, he's just that much better, but I, I just, you got to know what works for you. And I do think that it, there's very few people that can, could tell me they could play eight or 10 tables the same as they can play two or four. I mean, it's just almost <laughs> impossible. Um,
1: yeah i i feel like that's that's for sure true for me. I know other people like there's not a big drop, but i used to think i used to think that I'm like probably a top fifty uh one to six tabler online and I was like i think I think I'm probably not even top five hundred uh at if, if i start going more more than eight tables. It's
0: super interesting and it's kinda it's tricky too then. So what how give me give me a four table Twitch stream coming up that you're gonna do. Uh now there's some big stuff. Party I know has big stuff. There's some stuff on stars. There's other things going on. Give me like a how, how do you decide? Like all right I'm gonna play four and then you know if you get knocked out you'll fire up immediately or you will late reg certain ones. Like what's your system then for, for only We're
1: gonna just players? play the biggest stuff. Um so mainly just just the uh the five Ks um, the CPP and then the 5K EPT, um, and then anything else that's big. Um, you can also, I'm, I'm going to sell actions so people can sweat um, on Steak Kings.
0: Kings baby. Come on now. You know, that's <laughs> that's, my, that's my, that's my, I love that place. I, I, that was great seeing you on there. I know you're snap selling out. Uh, let's pull that up as well and show you. That. Actually, I'm going to buy a piece right now. now oh, have-
1: I haven't, I haven't, I haven't actually put it up yet. I'm going to put it up today
0: oh well then i'm not gonna buy a piece yet but i will <laughs> when you tell me you're gonna put it up i will what kind of markup let's talk about markups then because this is tricky right like i actually i've been so i'm on a, the i've been with staking since basically day one it was actually mm-hmm. called global poker link Dot com and it changed I'm, I'm one of the investors in it i believe in it i use it i think it's the best so- social engagement as well like who doesn't want to sweat and have a piece whether it's one dollar if they got action a year event i mean they're gonna come and watch it's fun it's the best i love it how do you decide on markup because you justifiably could get whatever you want like you could sell and we used to have a thing where it was uh bidding so like an, at one point you could just like post it and it was like a bidding thing, but it got crazy. 3.0, 2.0. And it was just predatorial and it just didn't work. It was just not right. But like, how do you decide on your markup?
1: It sounds like it's working to me, but uh, a little <laughs> No, it worked too well. Yeah, I was wrong. Actually, yeah. you no. Know, you know what? No, it's, it's, that's not working because I think that's that, true. um, I've always designed markup to try to make sure that you have a good bet too. Um, however, uh, on State Kings, because there's also a little bit of of like they get some of that markup. It does like I've increased my markup a little bit for State Kings. Also, just because you get the sweat of me playing and everything. But I make sure that I at least put markups that I think are that, that I can beat, you know, um, but it's it's i'll be real with you like i felt a little bit weird i was like "Hmm, 1.15 and a 10k can i can i really is that reasonable of on on my end right um so yeah i I don't know like i I definitely i don't want to drive down everyone's markups but i I also want to make sure that everyone's getting value you know so yeah it's definitely been an issue for me because i'm not really sure what to do what's what's going on this is a
0: this is one Slayer V fan, but th- I mean, there's just, this is, I was just showing this is where people can search and then yours will, you're posting today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will post today. Yeah. So there's uh,
0: yeah, there's uh, you know, this is uh, just showing you a bit of the difference, you know, thing. Like for example, like here this player is players 1.30, 530 bounty builder. You know, those are tough fields, um, but it's like kind of hard uh, to, it's kind of hard to really say because there is value. First of all, mm-hmm. there's the Twitch streamer lock goes into it. There's, there's a lot of cost that goes with it. There's a lot of, you know, equipment, uh, time, effort. It's, it, it's hard to really, like, say. It's like Helmuth, you know, he got kind of caught up in some of the, the markup. He was charging, like, 1.80 or something. And Helmuth was just on my podcast He's won, like, 22 or 23 packages on Eustake, And, you know, also his name. He's a name. Like, guys want to say they have a piece of Helmuth. And, like, is it—is it right? Is it fair? Is it the right price? Like, it's sort of like a tricky thing because, in theory, and as long as you- you're transparent and you say, look, this is, like, what the real stuff is, this is how it is, this is what I'm putting, and you let people know, and you're not fooling them or deceiving them. Now, I think you can kind of go a couple different ways with it. But, you know, there are guys like Sean Deeb, other guys that are really trying to, like, you know, oh, this is a robbery. This is stealing. This is whatever. Um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an interesting thing, and it's an entertainment as well that goes into it. So it's not really like pound for pound. It's kind of hard to say what exactly someone's worth or not.
1: You know? Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, if you look at like, I suppose like my results lifetime, you can definitely make a justification for for you know above a fifteen percent ROI and and in 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 ten in, uh, in, in a ten k that has like a hundred people in it for sure. There's um. What They're, about let's say that I got some pretty soft tables. Actually, it was pretty incredible with the action I got in um, some spots. Um, what but, about
0: what about like a, a, a you know the Sunday Million or like on party like that you know five uh, the 200 k on like what do you think you is like justifiable and something like that?
1: Oh man, um, I'd like to think my ROI in that's around like well okay. So you were talking about mm, I definitely like. Th- think that you want to on average, make sure that, that, that there's some margin between what you think your ROI is and then like the market that you're selling. Cause that's, that's what the, uh, you know, what the person buying gets. So I don't know, let's, let's say my ROI and that's like 40, 50, I'd probably just go for like 1.25, 1.3. But the thing is, I'm, I think I'm pretty low in these compared to most people. Um, so yeah, I'm actually unsure about it. I I, I like I said, uh, I I kind of an ethical dilemma, but I also do think that that the ability to sweat along with someone while they're playing and sweat all the all ins and see it and everything, that's that's worth something, right? So
0: I mean, look at that graph. That's <laughs> I think it's uh, we I believe you're it's missing a million or so, but I mean that's pretty pretty clean, just a uh, straight line. It's hard to get action from, and and part of the thing too, it's like you guys can't get action from you they're not you, you can't deal with the 100 people texting you and that's one of the nice things about staking is like mm-hmm. You just put yeah. up action, someone who would never have access to you to be able to text or DM or talk to you. Now they own a piece of your action and they're watching you actually play. It's a lot different than just like, oh, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, I sell action. But like the fact that you're actually streaming, talking, engaging, interacting, I think it's uh, another another price with it, right? It's different than just like going off. I think
1: so. Though. I think it's fair. I, 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 I do. Although I'm still going to try to keep it like... That, that, that it's not a losing investment. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so that's, that's my goal. I do think that, that there should be something added on for the fact that I'm, I'm twitching during it, especially for really, really big buy-ins. Right. Um, but I do want to make sure that people win. And I actually, honestly, I stress out more, more over other people's money than I do over my own. Like I, I, you know, when I put my own money away, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but when I put other people's money away, it, it, it sticks with me a little bit. So, Um, that's, that's actually been a problem with me, uh, selling in the past, you know, but, uh, yeah, very
0: cool. And tell me a bit about this graph then. So, I mean, this is one of the, you gotta be one of the most all-time winning, uh, players online. I mean, this is just straight, straight, straight up straight solid. There's really never, I mean, there's looks like there was a decent little period here where you were sort of,
1: you know, that was 2016. That was, that was my losing year. I think. And
0: what, what, what was different then? And what adjustments did you make to kind of read and And actually it looks like. Honestly,
1: 2008 was also a losing year for me. You can't see it because it was me DJing um, and drinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but 2016 was, 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 was entirely different. I was just losing and I was like, what the heck, you know, I'm, I'm trying my hardest. I, I, freaking meditate before i play i've been eating like you know i've been doing all these different things to try to work on my mental game my 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 poker game and i looked through my database my win rates were high and for the first time ever i was like you know what i'm i'm just running bad like i think yeah i punt here and there of course not, but that's always been a part of my game um but like i'm i'm really just running bad and i'm just gonna keep playing and boom 2017 my biggest year happens so um isn't it amazing that is possible right poker's
0: amazing because results oriented like you know you could talk about let's just take quarantine covid someone that's a winning player that's doing, like you said, eating right, doing the right things, comes to play, bat every day, you could legitimately be playing 200 to 5Ks and have a ridiculously bad run, and you could actually mm-hmm. be playing pretty well, or you could get on there and not be playing great, and you could have a really good win. How do you evaluate? What to you is – how would you tell someone, to be honest? Because I'll say the biggest thing in poker, and I've, I was guilty of it before, as you're know, getting more seasoned, more veteran, and you talk to people, you know, it's like, oh, like, it's not about the last – hand. You know, it's so easy. Like I can say, oh, I lost Ace King, to Ace Queen for my eight big blinds. And like, yeah. oh like I'll unlucky it. but no like you have 40 big blinds and you battle all those small pots and big blinds you're not folding and you're you're winning those pots. So, like it's so easy. I think that's like the biggest difference. Guys that are like not really professional or don't understand like that's not where the game's won and lost. Your last hand is really almost never your
1: mm-hmm. real hand. And you always hear that from from recreational yeah. recreationals where they're like, oh man. And then I always just Oh, <laughs> I got a story about this. Actually, um, this guy messaged me. was very persistent on pocket fives. And he was like, he was like, "Man, can I get your can I get your aim?" This is a long time ago, and he was like, "Because uh, I, I really want your help in poker." And back then, I was actually okay giving people who needed it free help because mm-hmm. I felt like I got that too. Yeah. And uh, then he messaged me, and he goes, "Well, I just have one question." I'm like, "Shoot." He's like, "Why do your aces hold and mine don't?" <laughs> <And> i just <laughs> and i just i just blocked them <laughs> just
0: yeah, that guy, I know, out of not the guys i want
1: to be helping right but yeah, yeah it, it's not about that in fact you're probably too nitty if, if you're if you're always getting like all in a lot that's probably because you're you're waiting too long for that all in. Do you know how much luck it takes to like just win a bunch of all ins in a row right good good tournament poker is uh has a lot to do with fold equity you know and um Picking up pots, right? So, of course, you know it's not always that, but but a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot that goes into the pots that don't show down.
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. And 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 what is a what's a way though? Like, because you can look at your EV graphs and stuff, but what what's a good way for you to know uh, how when you're playing well or during that time period when you're losing, how do you evaluate yourself? That hey, like, okay, it's okay. I'm not like playing bad. I'm not like getting abused. Like I'm just running bad. And how are you able to to make that distinction? Well, how do you think people can really be able to do that. Honestly,
1: for me, I, I did go through my win rates by stack size and then also, um, look at a lot of my deep runs to see how, like how they were going. And, um, yeah, I, I just couldn't find too much. Like I, I treated myself like a student and I couldn't find too much. And I also went to another coach to go through my stuff and they couldn't find too much either. Um, Because it's, it's of course, like you can't just, uh, it can't just be my own eyes on it, right? So I definitely, I ran it by a few other people. um, And uh, the thing is, even that doesn't really tell you everything because ICM is important. But uh, yeah, I just couldn't find much. And I knew that I was trying really, really hard. (laughs) So, um, and I, I also, you know, wasn't drinking was was you know living my life pretty healthily, so all those things combined, I was like, I must be doing something wrong, you know, because that's 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 a better way of thinking about things usually, right? And I'm sure I was doing some small things wrong, but but like overall, I I found that that it was mostly luck. Um, well,
0: let's take let's take someone who you believe is someone you've seen on the in the, in the tables for years. Maybe they they're they're break even, they're a losing player, bad rag, medium rag, just someone who plays. How how much easier you think it is for you if you were to work with someone one-on-one i want to talk about your bundle and with bbz and doing studying with them and stuff how how much how how much more difficult is it for someone to come off the road and just like say hey i want to get good at poker and i want to learn and 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 dive into some stuff you're going to do right like that you could show them with icm and just like a a very beginner level to someone that's like a that understands poker knows the terminology knows like what they should be doing realizes like the jamming rejamming like gets all the fundamental position and principles but just doesn't have it and and that you could help like how how much easier would that be if you like bought some bundles worked on some spots to, to shift to become a winning player versus someone that's just sort of like brand new or is it even easier in some ways to work with someone who maybe doesn't have bad habits and is just new like how do that how do you look at those two different players
1: i actually have a, a I, I struggle with like new 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 players because yeah. it's just it's been a long time since I thought about why you don't open King 10 under the gun or King 10 offsuit under the gun, you know? So there's just a lot of, because um, a lot of that stuff is, is just learning the fundamentals, learning what your ranges should be uh, learning some principles around GTO, learning um, push fold. All that stuff is actually the most important, I think for like a, a beginning player, get your pre-flop ranges, right. And you're, you're going to be beaten low stakes. I think in no time, um, that's the most important cause it happens the most. Right. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I tend to work the best one-on-one with intermediate players who want to, who want to take their game to the next level. However, like my bundle that I created, it's, it can be advanced, but it's, it's, um, it's me trying to simplify almost everything that like, like pretty much everything that I know into, to more general heuristics, overall concepts, things like that. Um, and so far I'm getting really good, good, uh, good feedback on that. <clears throat> it's, it's not a course cause it's not, it's not like completely, um, step it's not like structured entirely like a course but it, t- it touches on most things we got c-bedding in position out of position uh bluffing using huds using using solvers we got uh turn and river play all kinds of stuff so um yeah so I, it's it's pretty sick value it's 11 hours of video for like 100 bucks so
0: and and, um, and who do you think that would benefit more someone at what level someone that's like a medium-ish losing or average rag to uh someone that's like gets poker the fundamentals but they're you know, who are you targeting here to get the most value?
1: Honestly, I think everyone, well, this is, I don't think like a super advanced player is going to get too much like an elite player. There's might be a couple tricks that I got in there. I definitely include some. Um, but I think it, it would be best for, there's definitely some stuff for beginners cause you got fundamentals. Um, and then there's, there's more advanced concepts, um, related to, uh, the solvers and, uh, some, some deeper math kind of stuff. um, and uh that we go into that too although i try to keep it as simple as possible because that's that's kind of my goal as a teacher um is to to break everything down into more understandable rules and then after we really get all the rules and see how everything works together that's when we learn how to break the rules you know so right,
0: right. um yeah so well very cool i i you know for me I want to check it out i i have not seen i think this is pretty new though right this bundle because I've, I've done work with jordan done some we've done some review stuff and i know bbz is obviously you know very successful uh program very successful you know, company and they they do a lot of good stuff so how long have you been working with them and when did this come out this bundle
1: well um like i don't know like like uh jordan and i have known each other for a really long time we always wanted to work with each other because we, we, we live super close Okay. And we hang out and we get along on poker. So I, I just moved to BBZ with him and, and uh the 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 of Mom is not that impressive. I don't play that much live, but uh I I had made a bunch of videos for Max Value, my previous company, and, and Max Value was basically we're moving we're moving on to BBZ. It was I, I I made these videos like about an hour worth of video every month. And then I did two uh, webinars for this group of people. And the bundle is actually those, the the videos that I've made over the last year. Um, but I intentionally made it sort of sequential and, and all about post flops. So um, we updated some of the stuff in the bundles and then we, yeah, I added a few more videos, threw in some classroom stuff and then, um, here we go. Very
0: very cool. And to you studying doing the reviews and videos, do you find it helps you to like go over and reiterate stuff, or is it like annoying for you to like cause I just want to play, you know, I've done the work myself. I want to I want to reap the rewards and, and have a shot at the big money and, and playing, or do you like kind of more the consistent sort of all right, I make a course, I go over stuff and now people can use it. I help people, plus I make some steady uh money versus like the the risk and risking money. What what's more more appealing to you now?
1: I think I think that um I started, I started coaching because I, I wanted consistent income that I could plan around. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't realize is that coaching actually keeps me in touch with, like, all these really brilliant poker minds and that I, I'm forced to just constantly be ahead of the game and learn new things. And uh, it's really been really good for me because it just means I consider coaching studying because it's, it's a collaboration. And also for me to be able to explain something, I have to fully understand it. Right. So yes. I, I, I honestly think the coaching has been really, really beneficial for for me as a player and and, and for my game. Very cool.
0: Yeah, it is. It is fun. It's also... It's interesting to know population tendencies and even working with people and like getting to know kind of what people think in
1: in different levels of your of ability exactly <laughs> that's the other thing is the wrong ways people think i can figure that out too and i and that's where i figured out a lot of ways that people are overfolding too is is just seeing lots of databases over and over again right
0: yes very very interesting well let's uh so, the, so the, let's talk a little bit about your your career coming up so you know again ridiculous online results Ah, uh, you do check the box on pretty much every single podcast guest that did final table their first ten and mob live score. So I think that's something in like getting hooked in, you know, getting that taste of the final table. Uh, but you do have, ah, uh, you do, you do have some live results. And- oh, wait, hold
1: on though. I'm gonna show you why I stopped really playing live. Okay. Because look at all those seventeenth and like nineteenth and then like eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those tournaments were like, were like. 800k to to like 2 million for first like um so a lot of these so i just like yeah (laughs) so i was so close to those to the to that big money in my head and so i was just like man i hate live (laughs) poker.
0: yeah right you got to go for uh, a few days uh, a few days of, of grinding just to get just to get teased i mean that's one of the things about twitch it's great too like you know you you play and you, there's something to show for it. Like you have an archive, you have data. It's actually fun to review too. You get to look at hands in like a different way than like the hand histories. You can send a clip. Um, it, it's just, there's a lot of, it's a lot of benefits about playing online and getting to see the repetition. It's pretty crazy, right? Like the difference between live and online, not to mention travel costs
1: and all that. Um, How do you deal with those YouTube guys, man? They're hard. They're, 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 or, or I'm just saying like, there are so many. Um, oh, trolls
0: kind of negative, nasty things.
1: Yeah. Uh, after I busted the 10K uh, twice on on um, Tuesday, I decided it was a good idea to look at YouTube comments. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so I just, I had to correct people on things um, mainly because, you know, I, I figured I was like, Am I, is this a wise business decision in, engaging? And I'm like, well, they're, they're saying things that are that are false, so I need to give me an
0: example. Well, like in a spot, or someone's like, "This yeah, is terrible." I
1: played certain hands wrong, and me being like, "Well, you think that, but the solver thinks that I played it just fine." So, you know, or like I'll describe what my thought process actually was, because especially the PKO video, people don't understand how the bounties work, so it just looks like I'm just punting off in some spots. But it it, it all had to do with. Mathematically accounting for the bounty uh, using the changing odds method, right. and it wasn't. It was everything I was doing was was. I might have gotten some stuff slightly wrong, but it was because I was trying my hardest to account for the bounty right. um, based on what I know.
0: I'll tell you what that 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 combination does not does not work the uh, YouTube uh, comments plus a PKO tournament that's that's where things can really get out of hand because uh, yeah they'll make some <laughs> short circuits. Uh, go oh on. my god! I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> wouldn't get too worried about that. Uh, I would definitely bet on what you uh, what you got going on that, that, that versus a, a Twitch uh, weekend or a, a YouTube weekend warrior a keyboard warrior. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, but I'll learn. Way. I'll learn eventually. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, tell me. Uh, Tell me about your career then. So I, I do have some notes about like you, you struggle with some alcohol and some crazy times. Like give me a bit of your your time out of college. And then I guess the Black Friday uh, was was uh, was it was a tough time for you Did it because you didn't really know where were you? And then where did you end up going after Black Friday? And, and that's what April 15,
1: 2011. Oh, man. Um, you must've watched that video, huh? Uh,
0: I just had notes on it. Actually. I didn't, I didn't see a video. Was it of what was you rep on, um,
1: where, where did you do oh, it? I, I did an interview. Actually, it was supposed to be about Jordan and they came over to ask me about Jordan. And I was like, yeah, he's just like super optimized in life. And I know that he came from a tough background, but he, he like just busted his ass to get out of it. Um, I don't have too much dirt on him. And they were like, boring and um so I, yeah yeah they they came over to do a thing about jordan but then i started just talking about my experience in black friday and being open about it and they kept they probe 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 all of a sudden there's this feature on me that's like pretty you know um pretty raw you know like where i'm, I'm just talking about about a pretty tough experience for me and and um, most, most, most people respond to it. Well, of course there's people who don't, but, uh, um, overall, I think it was good to put my, to put it out there like that. And, uh, but yeah, so that's, that story is, is definitely in that video, but I can, I can, I can touch on it briefly.
0: I, I, I have not seen the video. I just, I have some notes, um, from actually my dad goes through and, and he kind of ran through some stuff and just some of the stuff talking about black Friday. You had your online poker accounts frozen, uh, had to leave the U S to keep playing, um your hard drop that you bounced around place to place. I think you lived in Czech Republic Mexico. I don't know what that is. Is that is that
1: yeah, that's that, well I was just I was in Prague for a bit. Oh Czech Republic, and, but,
0: and Mexico, not Czech Republic Mexico. You went to both.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but like really I I was in Cabo um with Stevie, Elio, uh Dylan, my friend Pat, um back then Dave emmons um, although and uh there, there was actually quite a few people out there. Um, and man, you can just go into the pharmacies and get everything you want. And so I, I, I went kind of crazy out there. I, uh, staying up for days playing games that aren't even my game and, uh, really kind of lost my mind now. Like that, that's the addictive side of me, right? That, that person that came out, um, and, uh, yeah, my friends ended up taking taking my computer away from me, and Stevie did. I don't
0: really do that right now. He would play forty eight hours in a row. Friends would take didn't know what to do with them. Would take your computer away. Uh, forty eight hours. You'd play online for forty eight hours. That's is that that's that was like a regular thing, or you did it a few times.
1: I did it a couple times. Uh, I think record was like ninety. Um, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was not a winning session. <laughs> anyway, I I that's you know long 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 in the past. It sounds actually disgusting to me right now. Yeah, um, man, crazy. But uh, that that was that was me then, and you know I, I did part of it was like I was originally just trying to take um, stimulants for like ADD to focus and play. But then I just it just couldn't go to sleep. Couldn't I got tunnel vision and got really really stuck in there, and I and I lost a lot a lot of money and lost like pretty much went broke plus some, um, borrowed money that uh, you know to, to try to to try to spin it back up you know and and that didn't work out for me and eventually I went to I went to treatment and uh, luckily my friends still kind of believed in me and helped me out with treatment. My mom also helped me. Um and i and I really learned a lot about uh, just like some ideas that I had about myself, um the kind of person that I was in life, who I was bringing um to situations and yeah i i i really there was a there' was a, there was a fundamental shift that happened there uh seven years ago and and since then i haven't I haven't drank alcohol hard drugs, nothing um and it has been like. Really, real. Everything's gone quite well since then. I mean, of course, there's been there's been downtimes, but right. poker's been amazing. And people have been amazing, and and recovery really gave me a lot too.
0: So yeah, it's well. I mean, again, sometimes I, I definitely think that's true. At times losing sessions, losing periods of time, negative things can really turn into positives depending how you were able to to sort of uh, process it and, and deal with that. So it sounds like that was the the case for you, maybe and beneficial even overall, just to kind of deal with yeah. that and and happen then, not now. You know, you're you're almost forty years old, so it's like you know, going through a tough time when you're younger, you know, it's, that's 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 better than than dealing with this type <laughs> of things later for sure.
1: Um, yeah I, I i got a couple of things from it you know like if if yeah like pain sucks, but um if I look back on my life, all the the good changes that happened were the result of pain, the result of something not working when everything's going really well, I'm not trying to change anything you know right. so really pain's useful, even though like I'm cool, like I don't need any anymore, but like <laughs> looking back it's 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 been going through those bottoms um, gave me a lot of things, you know, gave me some uh, insight and, and the ability to, to empathize with people too, who are going through tough stuff as well. Cause I've been through it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm actually glad for all that stuff. Um, when I went to treatment, I thought there was just like, I was like, damn, I don't know how I'm going to pay people back, but I'm going to find a way. And um, I, when I got out of treatment, I was like, well, I'm going to just focus on recovery, not poker, but I'm going to do some poker, but I'm going to make sure this never happens again. So my first year out of treatment, I just was really, really into doing service. I worked at my treatment center for free. Um, and I just really wanted to be a part of that, um, community. But what was crazy was even though I wasn't focused on poker, the money came back fast and, uh, just being clear headed helped, I think, you know, and, and, uh, It was I try not to associate these two things, but it did feel like I was doing the right thing in my life for that all to happen. And uh, yeah, very quickly, everyone got paid back and I got back on the top again, you know, but I was I was definitely broke when that happened.
0: Right. And, and what was uh, what was sort of a turning moment to get back? Because I think that's one of the things that like poker, so many positives, so many great relationships, people f- and, and so many great stories. But then there's also there is the demons. There's people who get addicted. There's there's negative stuff and people owe money and and do some shady bad things that they maybe they wouldn't do if their back wasn't against the wall. Not saying that's what you did, but you were in a place where you had you, you owed people money. You're mm-hmm. sort of down and out. You go to rehab. You know, a lot of people probably wrote you off, right? Like people owe money. You know, guys that owe money, like big numbers, and they have nothing. It's almost impossible to get paid back because they have to. They have to not only get better, then they have to win, so they have <laughs> money for their own for their own selves, right? That they can like live and survive plus pay back. So like, there's a lot of people. I think that I hear at the talks and I see it all the time. And there are people that kind of like you know bad bad staking deals or things happening. Guys just kind of like, oh, that's lost money. So I mean, it's sort of very it's tough to overcome that being with no money and, and being and owing money and then overcoming. So what was sort of the turning point? How did you get back going?
1: Well, that, that never really got out because I was honest with everybody who I owed money to. And there were ways that I could, I could liquidate some stuff if if I really needed to. Most of my friends were super patient. Um, it wasn't like I was, I was like, um, like, mm, Yeah. I I would just say that in general, like it was, I was very in contact with everyone that I owed money to at that point in time, and I just, you know, let them know that like that, I like, I will, um, even if I die, that they will get their money. (laughs) Like so, that's 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 that was the other thing is just like being very like taking those debts really really seriously. Um, but you know, definitely good people do bad things. I mean, I remember Jordan was telling me. Actually, I don't know if I can tell this story for Jordan, so I can't. But basically he, he believes that people, if they're incentivized to steal, they will they will steal. He believes that in general, that people if 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 there's nothing that that stops them, that they will generally steal. I like to have a better view of people than that, but but that's been somewhat his experience. Right. So um yeah as a backer, you just have to make sure that you, you're always checking accounts and making sure that, that, that people can't get through with that because that's what happens. man. People get in a ton of makeup, they get really desperate, they, their bills are coming up They're, If they have a family, that's even more scary, and then they have all this money sitting in their account. that's pretty like pretty tempting for some people, I think. Right. Um,
0: yeah absolutely no it's yeah and so did you have a big score though or was it just kind of consistency or what was like there was a one significant thing and I, I see you have a million dollar score uh the party 5k millions event you get
1: that yeah. way before that uh but yeah um no I, it was like a 600k upswing but but without any real big scores like actually there was like there was a 100k score um but yeah it was just i just went on a big heater man um just everything i played i won it was just well not not quite but it felt like that right? It, i was i was blessed
0: <laughs> right you had a you had sure. a, you had a of sun runs and and sort of stuff starts uh started coming so all right so you get back on your feet things are cruising uh you're on your way and 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 you get people paid back you have your own role and sort of re you know a second sort of uh shot at everything what were some of the some of the habits or things you put in place to do uh it was it's, the rehab was super successful in terms of or the, the place that you went like did you just did, did it just teach you some fundamental things you weren't doing or you just to not relapse at all on drinking and
1: what I if it had to do with with um, mind training, meditation, things like that, um like more Eastern practices, uh, Buddhism, Eightfold Path kind of stuff, um that really resonated with me. Um also just just um being less focused on myself, focused on others. Um because you know, it's really easy to get kind of like caught in you know, this sort of box that we're in and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what helped me. I wouldn't say that recovery recovery kind of helped me with poker. Cause it, it taught me how to have an even keel and I have a lot more control over like where my mind goes, you know, um, after a bad beat, it's really easy to be like, Oh man, like screw this game. I'm so unlucky, blah, 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 blah. Like, ah, I'm such a victim. And then you can, if you can see that, that you're, that you're in that place, you can be like, listen, that's useless. Like you need to st- throw that out right now. And get back to the game right, right. and um, I think that that all that mind training definitely helped me with that um, as far as like how to not be a degen. well, the only time I was ever a degen was when I was when I drank or used drugs right Right. Um, otherwise I just played play my tournaments i 'm done, boom, next. I think that i 'm just not meant to be honest for for uh, things like heads up cash too much because um even though like I can study it and I'm, I'm pretty well versed in it. Uh, the mono mono kind of aspect brings out the ego and I can't, I can't take losing to people. And I, and I, I, um, maybe these days I could, but it's really hard for me to, to like quit a losing session and, and right. MTT's the schedules just right there. Boom. Like I, I play this schedule, then I'm done. Right, uh, And if I yeah. want to keep grinding, sure, but it's not going to, it's not, I'm not going to just punt my role. Yeah. Um, the, 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 like Daniel Negreanu
0: versus Paul, you know, thing that the whole, the heads up thing really is emotional. Cause there's no, like no interlopers. There's no like, oh, this guy did this or something weird happened. or I, I'm like, you're leveling yourself. It's just straight up. And it's like, whether you're running bad or you lose, it just feels very personal. You know, it's also mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly. You don't want to stop. You know, it's like, it, oh, I, I'm going to, it's like this guy is better than me if he's beating me and I don't want that. So yeah, like, exactly. And then
1: the thing is you're like, instead of thinking about the hand in, in question the where you're at in the game is occupying your thoughts and you're not playing your a game at that point and when i play tournament poker i'm I'm pretty even keel like people comment on it a lot because big beats will happen and i'll be like oh ouch you know and, um people, people kind of want an emotional reaction and it's like yeah. dude I've, I've actually i'm really just here to focus on decisions and try to make the next best good decision when i play And I try to distance myself from the money if I can, because if I don't, I'll go bald even more than I already have, you know, I'll lose, like I'll, I'll, I I don't think that it's sustainable to have so much emotional up and down in your life, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, it's hard, it's easy like it's like poker especially tournaments, so easy to be the highs and lows are big, you know. It's like you win a tournament, and you feel like you're the man, you you lose for a week straight, you feel <laughs> like you you stink and it's like it's tough, right? You want to want to balance that because it's like the that center of the fairway mentality is so valuable and it's so easy to get get sidetracked from that. Like just
1: that's how we're conditioned. Uh, I, I think, you know, that's why I think people really need community to talk to you know, to, to be able to put stuff out there because yeah. it's really easy to, to just, I was having confidence issues like a week after I had a 500 K score. I was like, man, I, like, cause I had a bad day where it felt like I got outplayed and I'm like, Oh, I'm the worst, you know? And, and, <laughs> and I remember like same, same guy, Steve gross was like having confidence issues. I was like, shut up man like right you're, you're you're beating everybody what are you yeah. talking about what, what,
0: what's he doing i haven't talked to him in a while have you kept in touch with him last year or so he's
1: not like a like a wife and maybe yeah. a kid now um and uh he wanted to do he wanted to cook actually um he was all about watching like chopped and stuff back in the day and he was like okay i want to be a chef so that's i think i don't know if he ever if he ever went into that we we fell out of contact not really intentionally just because we, we were both just kind of doing our own thing but um right. I'll tell you what, it is, hard.
0: I have a a year and a half year old, I've gotten married, it's, it's sort of, I just remember growing up playing poker around those times, 07, 08, or 09, it's a lot of my really close friends, like, I remember that I was like, oh, we're going to travel the world, like, we'll play cards forever, go around the stops, and, and you know, I'll get married, or get a, uh, together at 35, or 6, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this friend's married, kid, kid, married, kid, all this, and all of a sudden, I got, you know, married, and it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's different, right? It's like uh, as you get older, and 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 play, you can't really like your boys, people, life, people, life happens. People get in relationships, they have children, and mm-hmm. it, it is hard. It's hard to keep in touch with with friends and, and people. You know, it's like oh, like you're now streaming, like you said, the amount of work that goes into it. You got you got before preparation, after giveaways, moderators, this that. Like you're doing bundles, you're working with teams. Like you, it's a lot of stuff. And then when you get to like have a beer with a friend, you're like, man, it's nice. Like it's kind of nice to relax a bit because time. Time is so valuable, and
1: it's so limited. Definitely. I've 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 been pretty bad about um, answering my phone recently. Just just because, um, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been pretty bad about answering my phone just because I'm like uh, too much stimulation. Like I just need to relax right now, and, and during my relaxing times, you know. And right. there is a lot going on. And I actually, you know, that that whole experience where everyone starts to get kids and married and everything, I kind of skipped that because like it's happening now, even though it should have happened like five years ago with all my friends and from high school, but I kind of don't talk to many of them any, uh, when I quit drinking, I kind of separated myself from them. Yeah. And then I, and then I, I, uh, like there, some of them are still my close friends, but for the most part, like I've got like four close friends from high school, but like, yeah, after that, all my friends were way younger than me because it was like online poker. You know, I've always been like an online poker grandpa, so now everybody is finally getting married and having kids because all my friends are like five, ten years younger than me. Right. You know, which is totally different than it was in high school for me too.
0: Yep. And and what do you think about uh, like kids? Is that something down the in the in the future? Or would you like to have kids if it, if opera if it I, presents I itself? or, or are you
1: not? I'm not really trying to. Um, this this sounds darker than I mean it to, but. I'm not really trying to bring a kid into this world right now. Um,
0: no, I know a lot of people that say it like that, that think about it like that, like where it's, uh, you know, it does sound dark, but it's sort of like, the, the, it is a, it's, I mean, that's, that's like for sure a very common thought and rightfully so. There's, there's re- very valid to, to think on the long that line. Cause it, it you know, it's not all things are not swimmingly everywhere for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, who knows though? You know, um, I'm about to adopt a little kitty. So there we oh. go.
0: There you go. That's a start. That's, that's, that's how it starts, uh, Pat. But no, I, I, I see what you're saying. I definitely could uh, get behind that. I think it, like you said, it does sound, sounds a little bit crazy, but I've literally talked to numerous people who say the exact same thing. And I think that's a totally uh, makes, it makes sense. Like to think right like now,
1: that. at least, you know, yeah. um, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. It feels, it feels pretty. So for sure. Um, but at the same time, like, like, uh, like I'm not, I don't think it's like a terrible, I am not like judging anyone that has kids. It's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah, for sure. me right now. For sure. Um, yeah.
0: What do you, what do you like to do for, uh, free time? You done grinding, you got a day off or you, you watch NFL. Do you, do you follow sports closely? What's your like go-to hobby and just sort of downtime?
1: Uh, like reading, uh, hiking poorly, lifting weights. I, I, I go to the gym quite a bit. Um, hanging out with friends. Uh, as far as sports goes, Actually, basketball is my big sport. Um, even though I, I, I'm terrible, like all I can do in basketball is just like be a bully in the post and try to rebound. That's all I'm good at. But uh, I I like to I like to watch basketball. I won a, I won a LeBron James jersey. Uh, like like mm, 15 years ago. Yeah yeah yeah. PCA 2006. Mm-hmm. A guy named I suck one two three, and uh, he he was he he sold memorabilia for a living. And he was like, I don't, uh, he didn't want it to be seeing that shit on eBay. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna put it up. And, but I'm like, I need to know who this guy is. So I started watching LeBron James and I was like blown away by, by his athleticism and everything. And I just really got into the game, started playing the video game too. And I became like a huge basketball fan, even though football was one I was good at and baseball, I was never good at basketball. Right. Basketball is the main thing I watch though.
0: Do you, you, speaking of memorabilia, do you have any, do you get into sports cards at all? Have you seen any of that? It's gotten pretty popular collecting and, and and some of the cards. um, I,
1: I had a whole bunch of top sports cards from when I was a kid, but I don't, I don't, um you might want to find what i did with them you might, want
0: to, you might want to double check that that might be some high roller
1: binds oh really the, the, are yeah, they coming uh, up because I, I definitely had like a whole shoebox full of full of stuff but.
0: crazy you probably had the wrong years because like we're similar in age in like the late 90s late 80s not really what you'd want you'd want to have like well, eighty six in particular, but then before that, uh, there's a lot of like crazy stuff. Like the Jordan Ten is worth like 115k right now. It was like 30k last year. The Le- there was like a LeBron just sold for 1.8 million. Uh, the 101 rookie sign thing. There's another card that went Giannis went for a little over 1.8 million. A Trout baseball went for like 3.8 million dollars. One card. The Honus Wagner's worth over 14 million. The 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 guy the Diamondbacks owner owns that he won't sell it, but he got it for like four million. A while ago, yeah, it's crazy, man. I'll send you some stuff on it if you like. It's so fun, it's so addicting. I've gotten so deep into it uh the last few years, but like some of the stuff's just gone up ridiculous in the last few years.
1: Yeah, send me that. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy shit. Someday man. I want to be able to have a million dollars <laughs> that I can spend on a card. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, or get some stuff
0: that. uh that no, I, mean,
1: I don't think I'll ever spend a million dollar in a card. No. Yeah, no like, idea.
0: No man, who knows, right? We're in we're in the matrix anyway. Things are going up, cryptos rising. Like who knows? In a few years. <laughs> What's going to happen? You know, it's hard to say. Um, but you yeah. say you What's
1: think we're in a simulation?
0: simulation? No. I, well, I mean, we're obviously in the matrix, but I mean, <laughs> it's obvious, but it depends what that means to you. I think uh, you're Elon Musk says it's a billion to one that we're not like he thinks it's a one and only one in a billion. We're not in a simulation. But um, but oh, I mean, man. again, that means a lot of different things. It's not like saying that this isn't real or we're not controlling our actions, but that it's like, uh, you know, the definition of a simulation is basically being constantly things being optimized or improving, right? That's like essentially what a simulation means. And if you think about it, I mean, think about like just from a Atari perspective, Sega Genesis, uh, we PlayStation, PlayStation four or five virtual reality. I mean, that's essentially what we're doing is just constantly, you know, moving forward in, in, in these type of things. But that's another. Okay. That's another conversation. Let's not go down the rabbit hole. But I yeah.
1: was looking it up, and I was like, "Hmm, okay,
0: okay, I, I
1: can." It's not just like a like a, a stoner theory here. This is actually this is um, a thing.
0: It's a thing, but I, it's a, it's a it's a rabbit hole. I mean, it's just one of those things. That are, yeah. Anyway, so but whatever. I'm enjoying. It. We're in a nice. It's fun. Whatever we're doing, we get to play poker and and, and enjoy and, and try to help others. And 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 uh, with, with with streaming, I'm glad you're streaming, man. I really am. I'm happy that caught my eye recently. I'm happy to see you on there, and and I can't wait to to see more as a streamer myself, and also with. A lot. It's hard to f- watch others. Like, there's not oftentimes like you'll sit there and spend your free time watching other streamers. But it is cool if you're on or you're on a computer and someone has a deep run. You know, it is really fun to watch and sort of uh, check in. So, well, tell us a little bit about your streaming schedule. Do you have a set schedule, or are you just kind of like when you feel like it, you go live? Or if you get deep, do you turn it on? How do you do it?
1: I think it's going to become just more like when I'm deep, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put pl- whatever I'm deep in something exciting. I'll just pop on. Um, but it's going to be mainly sundays i think tuesdays some thursdays um and usually it's gonna be past like like around this time is is when i tend to like to stream Mm -hmm. because i like to i don't know have some coffee wake up before before i'm on yeah so this is when i'm usually on um and uh it may it may it may increase to more than like once or twice a week. I might I might start going hard. Although I have to admit, three days in a row, I was I was like, um, yeah, I felt I felt just beat up after. It's a
0: workout, no no doubt. I mean, there's you know, guys, you do ten hour, eight hour, twelve, fourteen hour streams or Sunday if you click live and go the whole day. It's that's a I mean that's a mental. It's it's not easy to talk for ten hours. First of all, um, yeah, and I think that's. Uh, that's in itself it's 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 tricky and i think you've seen it and and it's i i give people a lot of credit when they do it like yourself they kind of you know you're already a winning poker player you don't need to do it It, it's it's like you come on and you 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 dive in a lot of people try it and they just stop right away because it's like i can't tell you how many big you know no name people text me like hey what's your setup how do you do it i want to stream i'm going to try streaming i'm going to try this i'm like okay here you go here's how it works Almost none do it even once, or when they do it, they stop after a few times because it's a grind, man. It is an absolute grind. No question about it. So for I commend sure. you for, for getting in there and doing it and, and playing it and also playing at the highest level. You know, one of the biggest winners, showing your cards. You know, there's a little bit of a, you know, maybe a sort of decision-making on that. How much do you want to show? How much are you giving up? Uh, you know, as a guy <laughs> that you can play with consist, con, you know, uh, consistently – are you giving up something how you play versus them maybe a little differently or how you perceive them or what note you have them tagged as? So like, you no, know, there's
1: I'm a little sure bit of- I'm giving up a lot, man. <laughs> like, I'm sure. Cause I, I just, honestly, when I'm playing, I don't go super deep in when I'm, when I'm playing a hand because a lot of what's going on in my head, like let's say I'm like counting combos. A lot of it, I'm seeing visually kind of in my head. So it's hard for me to, um, to verbalize like what exactly is going through my head sometimes. Um, But for the most part, after the hand I'll describe what I was doing or um, sometimes during the hand, of course. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't hold much back. Although yeah, if somebody wants like a super in-depth like question, I'm like, and it's addressed in one of my courses. I'm like, buy the bundle. (laughs) But, but uh, you know, for the most part, uh i'm getting i'm getting better at talking and describing what i'm doing while i'm doing it but right it's it's uh it's challenging
0: for sure uh we got a question here live in the chat asking from craig eight five eight three five how long did it take for you to become a winning player
1: honestly like like even in the crappiest days back in the day about a year and a half um like I was a slow, like to i I'm talking about consistently winning, winning player, and, and I had my breakout moment too, where I won a bunch of tournaments. But I put a lot of fifty dollars deposits on Party Poker. Um, my parents, being the nice parents that they are, were giving me like two hundred a, a a week to eat, right? And. Uh, so I was just putting 50 to play poker and eating ramen and uh,
0: ramen, man. Same thing. Same thing. Party as well. $50 deposits myself. Uh, I remember those days. That was, that was really <laughs> um, what, uh? what do you, what do you believe is your, what, what would you say to someone that that's starting right now that says, I want to be a poker player. Uh, what would be your advice? To someone starting today?
1: I would say like, you got to join a community and you have to, like through that community, find out how to apply a system. It's getting better. Um, you also need to play a decent amount. Um, don't move up too fast. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that like doing some sort of system, buying like doing some kind of course is usually really helpful. Videos, etc. Um, yeah, and also just being able to talk poker with other people and being in a community is really really useful. I think too. Um, I'd say it's pretty hard to, to, to enter now and really be a winner. Cause even at, even at pretty low stakes, you've got professionals. Um, right. So um, it definitely isn't easy, but if you're really dedicated, absolutely. You can, you can, you can eventually make, make good money in this game or or at least make enough money to, to pay for your hobby.
0: Right. It's uh, very, very, very true. What is, um, Give me uh, someone that wants to interact with you, engage with you. We did show your bundle. You work with BBZ. You do have that up. Is that the best way? Or what? someone wants to actually do some coaching with you. Do you charge per hour or like uh, come to the seminar? Do you do one-on-ones or just group coaching? What is the way to
1: get? seminar is uh, quite expensive. I'm not sure if I'd recommend that for a beginning player, to be honest with you. Um, the bundle is not expensive, really, for what it is. So I would recommend the bundle. And I'd also recommend um, BBZ's intro to... to um, is it like quantitative th- think? Oh, hold on, he has a yeah. He has an intro course that that is an intro to essentially how to think about poker, that I that I've heard really good things about, and that's quite cheap. Um, and you also just need to know pre-flop, and the bundle actually doesn't really hit the pre-flop stuff all that well. So um, I would recommend well we're coming up with a, we actually we have a we have a preflop product we're coming out with pretty soon um hmm. as far as getting preflop ranges goes uh there is uh range converter i think you you can you can essentially um look at yeah use their that. ranges and there's also um, my friend Pavel has a bunch of stuff and, and, but yeah, pre flops really important. Push fold, just getting that, like getting push fold charts and just memorizing them. is super, super important, um, for as, as far as playing short stack poker goes too. Right.
0: So don't forget that. There's so many that those the amount of money from like five to 20 blind or 15, 10 blind. It's very, uh, you know, those are, those happen a lot. And it's like the guys that can really. When you're still in a tournament, you get down to you know three or four blinds. Even the people that can leverage and maintain and come back in there, you know, it's impressive. The guys see you come all the time. You see a guy like ten to ten or eight to nine, and he comes back and wins the tournament. And
1: it happens, man. It happens more like 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 it happens more than people think. Or like you know when yeah. you have, uh, well, it actually happens. Like according to ICM, like <laughs> whatever percent of chips in play you have, but um is. Right whatever however much you get first but anyway like it so many times though i've it, it feels so much better like coming into a final table as a chip leader you feel like there's this pressure there's this expectation to just like crush the whole thing and win it all and that it doesn't go that way every time right but it feels way better when you when you when you eke into like huge money as a short stack yeah um,
0: yeah it's a lot less pressure you're right too it definitely is kind of like free rolling and laddering and like oh this is great i'm already overperforming my what i should be so yeah yeah um, but having that big stack and having control definitely is going to win you more overall yeah that's harder to do um tell me about your million dollar score online is that one of, how many times have you had a, i think you've had several but like you had a million dollar uh, 5k party poker millions event when was that was that uh that was
1: two that was december 2017 um i almost didn't play the event because i didn't even realize i was like oh like a three-day five k like nah because back then I, I just i had too much other stuff going on and then my buddy was like uh just texting me like lol at this overlay and i'm like what five k with overlay boom i'm in and uh I, I canceled all my plans for like that day and uh yeah man i ended up going the whole way and winning a million dollars. It went really, really well for me. Um, it was a tough final table. Uh, you know, people always ask me how I feel, how how I felt. And, uh, it was, it was actually kind of a confusing mix of feelings. It was definitely a rush getting there. And, and I remember I ordered a burrito and I remember thinking like, man, this is a good burrito. And I was like, man, a million dollars could buy a lot of burritos, (laughs) (laughs) but like, um, when I actually went, I have to be honest with you, what happened, I actually felt weird, like kind of fear because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've got all this money now. I could torch it because <laughs> like, I've done this in my life, right? right? So what I chose to do was nothing. I chose to go to work the next day. I just kind of, you know, moved my money out and I, and I didn't do anything with it for at least a month.
0: You mean um, when you say work, you mean back to playing? Oh, coaching, doing your thing. Yeah, well,
1: I, I coached the webinar the next day, and and yeah, um, that must have been an electric webinar. I mean, you must. It was cool. That's
0: pretty pretty strong. Um, and what yeah. what what are, what are some other bigger events you've had? Uh, what was one like signature one that changed maybe your situation at the time? Because did th- that million actually catapult you to like new a new situation financially? Or you'd already this was already when you had a lot of success and a nice bankroll? Uh,
1: it changed things a little bit, but not really. I didn't change my life that much um it, it made like buying a house in the radar you know on the radar, but it it, it um it didn't really change my lifestyle though no. or like I was already doing pretty well what but- was your,
0: what was one that did what was one where like after the the sort of rebuilding and when you had we owed some money and you were you know coming out of from nothing like what was was there a hundred or 200 or a big score that's sort of like all right boom, we're on the map and moving again.
1: Um, steady, like 20 probably million. my first million, like the second place in the million, like for like 135, like that was like, whoa, <laughs> like, cause before that I, I, my biggest score was like 30 K. Mm. Um, that was a big deal. Even though right when it happened, I was mad. Cause I, I lost as, as a two to one ship leader to, uh, Yevgeny Timoshenko. Mm. And, uh, I, yeah, we could have shot, but I I said, no. So, I was a little bit a little bit upset about losing heads up, but the next day, looking at my account seeing that one hundred thirty thousand, I got pretty stoked um I hadn't seen money like that before. I didn't have that kind of a role, so that was pretty cool um also the 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 first big win for me was actually like um a twenty dollar tournament for like two thousand dollars uh it was I'm on party back in the day i it was one of them fifty dollar deposits. And I had a good day in sit and go, so I had like 150 in my account, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna play this 20." And uh, I won it for two thousand dollars, and I was so pumped. I remember like standing outside with my roommate, looking at the sun uh, come up. I'm like, "Whoa, like two thousand dollars! I'm rich!" And like, I was like really, really stoked about it. Right. Um, that was my first like that win. I remember more than like so many other ones, just because it was it was the first four figure win. Um, I I remember
0: playing those thirty dollar rebuys on party. They were just so so good, and like the people would just go all in. There was the that trick, trick, trick. when you went in, and like it wasn't even necessarily just so good for you or me, you know, to do it and use it. But just so many people used it, so the money, the prizes, the pool just got so crazy, and people played so bad. So like. Yeah. You know because they were just all in all the time, so it was like you could just kind of sit back and not necessarily <laughs> doing a lot.
1: Ridiculous, man!
0: Those were, those were amazing. Those 30 rebounds was a signature. I just also on
1: paradise, paradise poker. Like the first time I played the 30 rebound, paradise poker, I won it for like 30k, and that was yeah. that was actually career changing for me, too. I never um,
0: played on paradise, actually. I know, uh, that was, oh, yeah. that was when I never got on, but uh, never got on that. That I just played party and. I think then stars in full tilt once black Friday happened. I got on, but I was just literally,
1: Buddy, they had a million dollar free roll that they, on paradise. Wow.
0: Did you ever hear about this? It said rings a bell, but I don't know. I don't remember specifically the
1: details. Oh, it. Like, I don't know. Paradise was like my site back then. And uh, like I, I, did that's, that's where a lot of that profit where I say I won came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, they had a free roll that was a million dollars for first, a 10-handed final table. You get $10,000 just for showing up. And the way to get to the free roll is you either get the most final tables in power tournaments, the most wins in power tournaments, um, the most cashes. And there were some other couple ways to win. And then the other five people were just straight up free rolls. Okay. No money. Put down for it so like wow yeah how did you get in that what how many times did you play there oh the free roll they only had that one time okay and then you, and where you were I, in. I got there through um having the most wins okay and timex was 16 at that point in time hot on my heels trying to get the and he was even like he was even kind of trying to wheel and deal to get first and stuff Um mm-hmm. uh, timex is always in the mix you know he's just always yeah. <laughs> This is actually where I believe he like really started his role. Um, he was playing hundred rebounds and stuff, so he had a role already. But yeah, um, a sixteen year old, <laughs> and uh, like anyway, he got there too, just barely from uh, most final tables. Then we swapped ten um, percent, and then he I busted. Um, with kings versus pocket threes on like a jack nine six flop, he just shoved and yeah. But <laughs>
0: of course, yeah, that's, that's
1: fun, right? Why, why wouldn't he? Yeah, and, uh, and uh, but Timex got chopped it and got like three hundred k. He could chop three handed. Okay. And so at that point in time, I think actually that ten percent of that three hundred k was like my biggest online score. Well, um Wow. But yeah, actually, um, I, don't know that. I don't. I don't remember that, and I definitely didn't
0: remember. Uh I remember that he got that i mean that's a that's a monster come up wow from a
1: federal that i was, was in my opinion like well, I think timex just the way he thinks about things he he was that he was meant to be rich he's he's just you know like yeah. but uh yeah it was it was gonna happen regardless but like that definitely Sort of catapulted. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a that's sure. a that's a big one. Yeah. Um, very very interesting. Well, there are there are a lot of questions. I do want to try to get to some of these. I know you got oh, we'll do it. going on. Let's let's get in there. We see a lot of engagement, guys. Not too late. If you want to go over to my pin tweet, you can see that it is there, and you can win a ticket. And in the meantime, we will answer some of these and go through uh, through here. So uh, we got Craig Leonard right off the gate asking, "Do you think poker's gotten harder or softer during the pandemic?" Softer. Um, softer okay and do you think it's sustainable i just saw poker fuse put out some numbers you know the growth gg like 200 percent. party's been growing for years 30 percent. all the sites are up do you think it's just kind of inflated with the the pandemic or do you think we're going to see a boom or sort of like a resurgence of, of stuff coming up here like just some new people finding their accounts logging back in putting a little money on finding the new softwares on the sites that are more engaging and fun you see some of the you know throwing stuff on party and uh the same with um, Stars and other softwares. It's gotten a lot better. You know, I think it's more fun than it used to be, and people are sort of enjoying it in uh, the apps as well. So what, what do you think? Do you think we're seeing it going to be helping the economy, or is this going to be a big dip now that COVID's sort of done its course?
1: Well, it's, it's not done its course, is it? But that's the thing is I don't think you're going to get – like it'll be a while I think until it's really done, but uh, I do think it's probably a slightly artificial uptick through the pandemic, but I think that maybe it'll, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll have lasting effects for sure. Right. Um, and I mean, a lot of the GG's growth um, has to do with um, having like pretty cool software and fun, you know, fun software and, and all that too. And, um, I really do think sites are misguided though when they try to like ban professionals. Cause that is what I, I think what they don't understand is that that's the goal, right? Like that's, that's what people, almost everyone wants to be able to win poker playing money. So why would you take that away? Why would you take like, when I was losing money, I was, I wanted to play with professionals cause I wanted to learn from them and I thought it was cool and I follow professionals. And I think that, 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 that sort of, um, that stance of like sort of looking at professionals as predatory is mm, like, that's not what it's about because like it, it's, it's, it's not that easy. You know, like, it's not like we just like can easily make money. Um, so yeah, that was just my little rant about sites that, that have a problem with, with winning players. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that that, Part of it is to do with GG and party like kind of upping their game a little bit. And, and a lot of it has to do with uh, the pandemic for sure.
0: For sure. I agree with you. Uh, this Saturday, I do want to mention cause this is going to be the first time it's ever happened. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. that you're now streaming, we're going to be in this event, the big deal uh, live on party poker this is something worked on for about a year putting together and been some dates and COVID and, and timing and crazy things have happened, but this is going to be a lot of fun where it's a knockout, uh, tournament where if you knock out the streamer there's 48 streamers it's a 50k free roll i think it's like 12 or 13k to first um and you get money per knockout uh, but it's pretty fun because when if you knock me out i send you the host so like you literally get you get the host whoever knocks you out and it's going to be on the party poker main channel there's uh, bt beyond the summit is doing a live coverage maria ho and joey ingram are doing it and it's got a set and it's going to be really really good uh graphics coverage and 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 it should be cool i mean it's all streamers playing in one tournament and you you as you knock them out you go ahead and host them so i, I, I got i
1: got I got, a, I got a side bet i'd like to make with you okay what all do you right got? um last longer whoever whoever loses has to sub uh there's like 20 tier one subscriptions to the other channel
0: wow okay so it's 20 it's a hundred dollar 120 100, gifted subs
1: do you want we can, we can drop it to like 50 if you want but like i, I to I, me, that's I, like I,
0: do more. I mean, listen, I obviously I like your, you know, you versus me, you got a little, you got advantage, but in our games, but I'll, uh, you know, I, I've streamed a lot and I, and I know knockouts and it's party and I feel comfortable and then it's going to be good. So sure. Let's do it. Let's book it. That's good.
1: Sweet. I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, to me, that's just kind of like, like, no, it's fun. It's a la-
0: It's a knockout, uh, fast format tournament. It's going to be, it's a very unique one. It's a once in a lifetime so far. Hopefully it, it does well. Obviously there's a lot going on on Twitch and there's some big series and big stuff going on too sites but you know this will be this will be a lot of fun to do the first one of this format i think it's going to be really good mm-hmm. um, so that's fun all right cool so so that's a book bet you guys heard it here first we will we will we'll do that um and hopefully we both make it to the end let's keep going with the the question oh talking about books how many books have you wrote it looks like you wrote one with eric john and eric for those like tournaments are wonderful we got from uh mr when tell me about some of the books you've written and what what material you put out
1: um yeah i've uh, co-written three books winning poker tournaments one hand at a time um where we basically just went through hands uh one of my sections one of the books i do have a bubble section where i talk about trying to abuse the bubble um people ask me quite often if they think those are up to date my answer mm, no i mean they're not up to date it's <laughs> 2008 was the first one but logic stays stays logic right so, like a lot of it is going to still be correct, although some of the the overall meta game of how people play has definitely changed I mean two thousand eight I think people were still like three xing and stuff with you know as a, as a pretty standard size right so um yeah, a lot of things have changed, however, some things <laughs> remain the same no matter what, and that's just you know, logicing out things. And I think that, that my thought process was, was pretty solid back then too. Um, right. Makes
0: so yes. That that makes a lot of sense. So is that something you'd want to do more of or do update? Or is that just like based on everything you're doing already right now? Is that not in your priority list? Hell maybe? no. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> right, I get it. Fair enough. Um, uh, okay. Uh, tell me about what you believe. Let's see. This is a, uh, what do you think – what is the main quality for staying on top for so many years? Duck Dodgers asked us. What do you think is like the the attribute that separates you and some of the top players in the world from others? What what specifically attribute-wise do you believe that to be true?
1: Well, I think I have the unique position of putting myself into so many tough situations that uh, that I stayed hungry. A lot. <laughs> That's part of it. But um, the other part, yeah, is actually just like straight up staying hungry, like enjoying the game. Being willing to to put in that extra work, being willing to to study it off to, off the table, um, and any time that there's some kind of new um, advance or program, like even though I hate working with technology, I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn it because I anything that can give me just a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more like um, edge of my opponents, I'm I think is worth it. Um, and uh so i think that just the the ability to keep studying and 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 keep working and keep keep an open mind too because a lot of the times i've had to throw away what i thought was correct you know yeah like i remember when i first started looking like using Carburner's dv and finding out you could defend super super wide i was like i don't know about this you know (laughs) um yeah the math definitely advocated some stuff that we most people weren't doing and that was hard to do too sorry
0: that's interesting yeah it's uh i i think uh yeah i think that's true i mean and just looking at back at some of the different the way things the population tendencies and stuff i, I do think that it's important too if you're really going to study and dive in it's good to know like what stuff is or what what, what people are being taught to then you can make your own exploits and and know the gto know this but it's it really is important to be up to the current kind of population tendencies and i think that's underrated you know i actually had a talk with rainer Kempy last year uh in in rio and we were going over that and he was just really hitting home about some of that and like it it just it does shift you know like the online what people believe is right or true or what they're doing you know i'm being contrarian and understanding that it's it's really important because you can kind of left behind accidentally too and just be doing something differently or wrong or not know what people are you know in certain spots just fundamentally think Uh, and it's it's easy to be a, a wavelength behind or two Oh
1: yeah. I can't imagine someone who who like quit playing five years ago, trying to play now. It would be, I think it'd be hard. I think things definitely have changed. Things change a lot slower than people think they do though, from what I've seen. And um, a lot of superficial stuff changes like, oh yeah, everyone min raises now. Right. Um, because people can see that that's pretty easy, but it's not like there's still going to be some fundamental flaws in, in thinking that people have and range construction. So those still exist um, pretty heavily, even among regs. Um, for instance, um, I'll give you some kind of like niche ones, like people reshove super like top down from the big blind, but that's actually not what your, your reshove range should look like with like 20 bigs. You should be um, calling in late position with king queen suited in the big blind. Cause it over realizes equity and hands like, king eight suited are actually better reshoves in that spot versus late position people can really just just reshove for the top um people's flatting ranges are probably a little too tight um, which isn't the worst thing but it's it's definitely tighter than what munker does there's just a lot of different things that people do that that isn't optimal and um those ones are harder to exploit <laughs> but but uh, there's just the point i'm trying to make is that like on the outside, it looks like this whole meta is changing and everyone's so much more knowledgeable, but there's still a lot of stuff that people are doing wrong.
0: Right. What would be something just based on, I mean, actually, we've played for many years. I, we You know, back in the day on uh, for, like, I don't know, 10, 12 years at least, and and uh, you know now streaming and stuff. What would be, you know, what's something that you would, like, do you see something in my game particularly, like, the, just saying, like, wow, I play with him a lot. You know, he's he does this wrong or whatever. What do you think are some, like, would it, would it be something where you could look at my game and just based off Twitch scene or watching visually a few and say, Oh, you're not, you're you're missing some easy stuff. Or would it be like something where you plug in, like take a tournament and go through it uh, and look at like a date. What's the easier way to sort of dissect and break down leaks in a game?
1: Well, I do database analysis for the most part um, where I look at people's stats over like a hundred or hands. And that's my easiest way to just be like, boom, 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 boom. Like, cause I have what I consider to be optimal ranges. And if you're outside of those, I can check to see how you're doing. And then give you um, a new strategy to play. Usually, that's that's what coaching involves: is finding two or three spots, going going at them in depth, and then saying, "Work on those spots. Come back later. We'll see how you do." And then if you if you correct those leaks, we're going to move on to the next spots. Right. Right. Um, as far as like, I think that I could probably watch a stream for for about an hour and 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 pick up on what people are doing wrong for sure. Right. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that it is uh, it's interesting. It, it's got to be kind of uh, to, to work on people's games, too. It's it's it, it it can be something very small or like spots they're passing where they need to be jamming or re-jamming. It's probably to, to be with win rates. Right. Like you could take someone that does play pretty well, has a pretty good feeling in the game, but they're missing like slam dunk spots that are just like punting equity that's almost like over not overcome you can't overcome it to be to be like have a good win rate i would imagine there's got to be some aha moments right where you've you've shown students that are like you're like wow this guy is like pretty good but he's not doing this you show him that he tweaks that maybe tweaks one or two other little areas and now he's like he's just crushing you know
1: I that's quite ahead. a bit um and it, it's pretty cool especially when people win and they, they're like man they're like super grateful i i tell them man that was you that won because like i don't want credit when you lose <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, that definitely is, has happened quite a bit though, uh, with my students. Uh, I have some pretty prominent students that, uh, one like, I would actually want permission to talk about him. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I know that he's open about working with me, but I'm just not gonna, but I have one student that when he met, when I met him, he was, you know, working on a pretty low roll. He's very, very smart. But his preflop game, his everything, he didn't have any HUD. He didn't have like he just hadn't done any real like solver work or anything. And I yeah. just got him going with all that. And within like a couple of years, he was playing 100Ks. And like, that's pretty cool um yeah so i've had i've had that kind of like that kind of success with with mm, quite a few students actually not quite that level of success but um good success
0: and and how much of that is just being brilliant guys that are like different are able to process information how much of it is hard work or is it just a mixture because i mean i guess it's just,
1: like, yeah i don't really think um like i'm smart but i'm like nothing to write home about like i'm 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 above average when it comes to like logic and math for sure, but I'm not like super genius. Um, And I'm actually not even, not even that hard of a worker. I mean, like overall, but I just really love poker. So I get into it. Um, I think part of my success too, had to be, had to do with being in the right place at the right time, meeting the right people. Those, those people kind of gave me leg ups and I got to, you know, skip a lot of the learning curve and stuff. Um, But yeah, I think, Honestly, I think anyone that's really willing to put in the work and have an open mind can win money at poker.
0: And and how how intimidating do you think the solver stuff is? Because when you hear Peel Solver and you look at some of the stuff, and it's pretty, you know, it's like I've done range converter work and look at that, and then have the ranges broken down. But the actual Peel Solver, where you're like plugging in hands, you know, putting in stuff, it's, it's pretty. It looks pretty intense overall to someone who's like going to try to break into it. Yeah,
1: I gotta I gotta remember that sometimes because sometimes I'm like. Cause it's so used. It's so normal for me now to use it that I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> and then like, honestly, all the numbers and colors and stuff probably are really intimidating to a lot of people. It would be intimidating to me. It was the first time I saw it. Like, Oh man, what is this? But I also thought it was really cool. Um, Yeah. I think that's something I have to get over with too. There's, there's, there's another thing that's really similar with some of my students where, as soon as it turns to math, they just shut off, man. Like, it's just like, but I could call it something else and they'll be like in it. But if it turns into like math, like equations done, I don't get it. Right. And what I think is, I think there's a mental block. Like, I think that as soon as we get to math, you start thinking about being in school with a teacher and all this stuff. And that's not fun. Right. But really math is just how we try to like, how we make sense of the universe in a way, and it's pretty damn useful. And whether or not you like it, when you make a play in poker, you're making a math, you're making an EV guess, right. um, and math just allows you to make that guess um, with more accuracy. Right.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, what about what was life like in Mexico? Did you feel safe there? You were in Cabo during those.
1: Fine, like, I, I felt pretty safe there. I feel I feel safe pretty much like everywhere I go. Yeah um
0: did you go to nowhere bar were you downtown like that part like that part of cabo we were in
1: in houses on the beach and stuff but we we definitely um some some people got robbed but and some people went to mexican jail but it sounded like they deserved it so like like overnight kind of stuff they were just being like rowdy or drunk or whatever um we didn't really have any real problems with any in cabo you're kind of far away from i think the cartels influence um definitely there are some spots you want to stay away from at 2 or 3 in the morning i think right. but
0: just like any major city in like, yeah. it's not really that different yeah yeah but
1: overall we felt it was it was <clears throat> yeah honestly it was like too cheap and too nice for me i i, I just was like um i actually kind of like that it is raining outside here cuz i don't feel bad about missing like uh a day I just right. in my home when it's when it's sunny and beautiful every day it's hard to get work done at least for me
0: yes uh definitely I agree with that what what is some of the favorite places you've gone and traveled like for poker to go to stops do you like cities <laughs> in particular any ones um like Montreal have you been there you play I love
1: much? Montreal Montreal is my favorite uh as far as like playing poker because every time I go there it's been really nice for me yeah. um I like uh yeah, I've been to Barcelona. Been to I, I love Prague, but in the summer. Um, I've been to Paris. Love it, I like it there. Um, I've been mainly all over Europe. What I want to do next is check out uh, more Eastern Asian places and, and um, Thailand and India and, and That's what my mom was doing, and uh, she has a bunch of really cool experiences and pictures from that. And I'd like to do that at some point for sure.
0: I was speaking of that. How do your parents? What was their sort of poker experience with you? Was it like go for it? You're, we support you, or did you sort of do it without them knowing, and then you told them? Or how did they 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 feel about you and playing poker f- for a living? Um,
1: my parents. My mom was actually uh, a vice president of of IBM. She's and they they were both math majors in in, in college, and and uh, so they're pretty logical people. And uh, at first, they're like, "I don't know about this. Like, just stay stay in school." <laughs> And um, but then once I showed them graphs and like everything that I'm doing, and like they saw that my bank account was was getting my, back then my bank account was actually linked to theirs. So they saw that bank account was growing.
0: Were, and would yeah. um, argue or be too upset then.
1: What?
0: It's hard for them to be too upset then if they're exactly, actually really exactly. seeing it themselves.
1: So they're like, oh my gosh, he's 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 doing this. So when they saw that and they saw that I was really serious about it, they really got behind it. My dad, especially my dad is like super proud of it. In fact, I, I, I put him into the, uh, the old man's tournament, um,
0: senior event. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, that's the reason I call it that is not to, to this, any other seniors, just my dad. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, actually my dad, his nickname, we call him the geese. Cause he, he's like 75 and he looks like he's 50 and he just he just knows it, and so I gotta I gotta kind of like keep the ego down. So yeah. I, I call him the geez, short for geezer, and uh, he got it embroidered on his little World Series jacket. <laughs> nice. Did he have any
0: good runs? Has he played a few times? Has he gone? Got- oh, he's
1: yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. He's um, but he he did okay. He he actually got really deep. I was I was stoked for him. Um, we didn't he didn't get in the money, but um, my dad when he plays. It's like he one tables max um, and, you know, gets his his martini and his cigar and he's ready to play poker.
0: You know? yeah. He's dialed in. He's dialed yeah. in the yeah. same way. He he had one deep run in the senior event. He got like 62nd or something. It was like a five, way. five of a hundred uh, or something. And like, I thought he was like, I was like, holy shit, you know, he's going to win this. Um, but th- yeah, didn't really know what he was doing. And, and he, didn't, but still it's, it's fun. There's nothing like, I think it's always on like father's day in Vegas too. Um, you know, which they, they put the, that event and uh, it's pretty cool. So, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like he may have an edge in that event, you know, cause if, if, if like if a lot of people are put, putting their, their parents in and things like that, like maybe he does no, he doesn't.
0: Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wishful thinking,
1: I hope my dad's not watching this, but yeah. you know, he just wants to see a flop. He just really wants to see a flop. Got to see what's coming, right? Yeah, there you no. know, because then he the can't do it. He
0: so got rangers, to they're not, not going to listen to what what range play. Uh, all right, let's take a couple more. I know you got to get going here, so just tell me when to cut. When I got to, you got to cut me off because I we got okay. a lot of questions and they are on Twitter. So you could always
1: let's do, go, let's go, go in there. I'm just um, gonna go fast.
0: Uh, any any crazy anecdote that happened to your to you in poker that you can tell in an the anecdote, I don't know. Is there any crazy story or butterfly effect or something amazing, like one big blind into a win or, you know, almost, it looks like you almost didn't play as five and won a million, right? That was pretty crazy. Um, That's true. um anything else that you stands out?
1: I kind of told some already, you know, um, I think, yeah. I think the million dollar free roll, the, the, I, I have spun up like, I'll tell someone else's story i know jc tran told me that he spun up 100 hundred dollar chip to win the 1500 uh to win a 1500 world series and he had a friend that was waiting for him that he kept saying just hold on <laughs> like i'm about to bust you know but that's uh great. no i have never had experience quite like that
0: jc's awesome i gotta get him on here he's uh that's the all-time legend gambler right yeah. in the game forever um who do you Do you consider anyone the best MTT player? Is there anyone that like you believe is like doing stuff that's just, you know, or right on that? Like, who would you, uh, it's kind of a weird one. You know, you don't want to like give, especially when you're at that level to give people, you know, let them maybe think they're better. Is there any, like, can you name anyone that you think's like doing something super special at the moment or in the last, say in the last decade, that was like above the curve. You mentioned G bro at one time. Is there
1: anyone you think that was just way ahead of their time? Um, not really. Like, Like, like there was a lot of guys who were definitely really beastly. Like, Um, the guys who are playing, who I play the 25Ks with, like, um, Timothy, Timothy, Adamo, um, like, I thought that, uh, Malacca's tough, even though he, he can be out of line, um, Adrian Mateos, like those guys are, are all quite good. The guys who are Adamo and Ike probably are the ones who give me the, the most fits because they're the kind of guys that are going to make you play like that 300 big blind pot that you don't want to play. <laughs> those are the guys who keep doing the things that I don't want them to do when I play them. So that's the people that I personally struggle with. However, and I think Ike is really, really good. Um, you know, a lot of them. Play differently than GTO, but it seems to be working really, really well for them. You um,
0: did mention that earlier. You said something about like some huge ICM mistakes or guys. You can't think it's right. Is, there, is it? Is it? Is it to a point where you believe like they're obviously very smart and they're winning? And some of these guys are or appear to be. Do you think they're maybe onto something new or different, or, or, or is it just like they just don't do this? They don't study this part of it. Is that more likely?
1: I think that well, there are some 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 reasons to sort of doubt ICM. First of all. It doesn't think about the future. FGS is is, yeah. is more important. Secondly, it doesn't care about position, blinds, um, skill edge. There's a bunch of things that ICM doesn't account for, that makes it kind of a mm, not the best system, right? Uh, also, I think that when you're a chip leader, you have actually like being a chip leader gives you a lot of plus EV spots in the future and like being short gives you a lot of spots where you have to pass up and fold even plus chippy B spots. So I think that, yeah, that it can be ignored a little bit and that it's a little too tight in a lot of spots, but it is the best thing we have right now. Right. Um, Some players seem to just totally dismiss it. It's just not a thing for them. Some high stakes players do. And um, they do surprisingly well. Although once I saw one of them do some some really bad stuff, I started uh, cross booking against them, or not cross booking, but but um not cross booking, but like what's it called shorting them. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, hmm? I don't think that uh, they're, they're big winners in this. So,
0: right.
1: Um. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Makes makes perfect sense. Favorite starting hand in poker. Take away aces. What's your fun one? What's like the one you look at and it's like I don't care. This is not an open in this position, but I'm opening it because it's suited, connected, or gathered.
1: never. But come on, like I, I I won't do that with a fun hand. But it was three six suited back in the day, and that's because I misclicked two all-ins in a ten twenty cash game that I shouldn't have been playing and just sucked out with it.
0: There you so. go. That's it. That's <laughs> that, that, that makes, it. That makes yeah.
1: it, you know. That, I I was the Ape style three six of diamonds back in the day. Um, but no, 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 I I don't. I'm not going to play fun hands or anything like that. Like, I'm a
0: you're you're playing, you know, you know, your ranges, you're sticking to them at least. Uh,
1: or if I expand, I'm going to expand systematically. I'm not going to, I'm going to do it for a reason, not because it's not because it's three six, (laughs) you know.
0: Uh, so we got a question about Jordan Drummond. What's it like working with him and and being a part of their team
1: at BBZ? Uh, great man. Like, Jordan is someone that I've always admired because he just, um, he's he's like super hardworking, everything he's got, he's got from just reading books himself. And he's, he's really sort of um, like, he's, he's a little bit of a robot and that he lives optimally in a lot of ways. And I think that that's, I I look up to it. Some of the things he like, he does aren't for me. Like he's, he's, he's really, really frugal. Right. And I'm a bit of a whale like that, but uh, like, yeah, I like working with Jordan a lot and I've always wanted to work with him. I've always, I've always been like, man, this guy knows his shit and is a winner. And I want to, I want to associate with Jordan. So um, I'm really stoked that we're working together right now. And uh, the team has been cool. Everything's been really sweet. Um, Jordan, like uh, I got a story about him to, to highlight his frugality. I've already told this like once in my stream, but one time we were supposed to meet for, for dinner at a casino and there was a sign that said like free hot dogs if you register and he's like you can't beat free man <laughs> <I'm>
0: like <laughs> really dude <laughs> like, yeah, certain spots it's like yeah you, can, you maybe you can maybe you can <laughs> yeah, but so yeah no uh, he's been on the podcast guest also a member of team party and uh, great guy and and that's awesome to see you guys teaming up i uh i want to know if i want to get involved more because i talked with jordan about doing something is there a way like to dive in how could i get into uh you know because I, I do think you know, i've talked about this a few times and i do some stuff with people but i also feel like i've been so much focused on the content side of the game you know like i do twitch i do streaming do podcasts whatever but like the studying aspect and getting more dialed in and diving into some of the stuff what is there a way that like i or someone at home is like you know what I want to. I want to get in. What what is a way they could actually get in and, and, and do some like review and studying with you, or do you do that, or what do you what do you charge for like I, you personally?
1: I charge quite a bit. Um, I'm usually six hundred for a ninety minute session, or you could buy a package where it ends up being like five fifty for ninety minute sessions. Um, you can also do do the uh, the seminars. I believe that they're like ninety nine a week, which is also quite a bit. But you have to realize that it's it's um, every single day. There's at least one, sometimes two seminars Seminars along with ranges um, from everyone. So if you want to take advantage of that, it's it's uh, it's you can get a whole lot of information interacting with the coaches. Um, if it's a really small question, actually, I'm going to say it, but if you really have like a small question, you can ask me in, in, in my Twitch stream and I'll, I'll do my best to answer it. Um, if it's some hardcore theoretical question, Book an appointment, please. Right. Fair,
0: <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And do you have a website for you personally, or where's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Twitter to DM you. What's like your your uh,
1: Skype, Skype, Twitter, um, Twitch. So my, my my Twitter is just Ape Styles. My Skype is just John Manfleet, Ape Styles. My Twitch is Ape Styles Poker. Um, cool. We'll put yeah.
0: that. We'll put that in the the show more in this video as well. So go out on all the podcast outlets. And uh, one more question about your beard. Someone said, "How do you have you have such a nice beard? How any grooming tips?"
1: um shout out to russo my barber for the fade i don't really know i just i just let him do his magic um, well. i love it and, yeah. and uh last well last one
0: for me i'll take maybe take one more and then i know you got you gotta you're going you gotta head out here uh what about now that you're streaming you do you think would you want to represent a site like uh party poker or any others would that be something to get ambassadorship is that does that appeal to you no interest or, you know, now that you're streaming on Twitch as well, I think that's sort of the model, right? People are the sites are looking for people putting out content, being engaged and active. Do you, does that interest you at all?
1: I, I am interested in that. I'd, I'd like to, to hear. Um, I, I'd like to hear what what the pitch is. And I also want to make sure that it's a site that I really think I can get behind. But yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, undoubtedly, uh, I haven't had any offers yet, but uh, open to them for sure.
0: Well, let's uh, – yeah, let's, let's definitely – let's take a look at that. Um, I think that, that's, uh, that, that would be – I think it's – you know, it is kind of funny to see, like, the model. I just remember when – I remember there was, like, some outrage when Kevin Martin, back in the day, like, signed with stars initially, and people were like, oh, man, this guy plays, like, $5, $10 tournaments. This is insane. But it really has shifted the people that are willing to give content stream – do do YouTube do things do do engagement with people and that makes sense right like now you know having a guy that wins 100k's or plays 25k's and is the best player in the world maybe doesn't want to talk or share or engage it's like it's not really a ton of value for the site and and really you know at the end of the day I think it's 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 true like guys are playing five ten dollar tournaments sometimes it's they're streaming you know those are it's more relatable as well guys that are playing like reasonable stakes too it doesn't mean like just because you play the highest stakes in the world. Now, that's- that being said, though,
1: I am playing the highest stakes in the world when I play a lot of the times, and that's actually what I think I have yeah. video, is that I'm going to be playing 10Ks. I will most likely play a 25K on stream. Um, I believe that I compete with the best in the world, and so far my record shows that I can. Yeah. So I will be showing that on Twitch, and I believe that that's where I have like a bit of a leg up on my competition because no one else is doing it.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Well, for sure. I'm saying, you know, fundamentally at the the basic level of streaming and content like that is a kind of a uh, a must have, right? Like guys like they're not just signing up like good players or winning players. So, you know, and then go another step and say that you are going to be playing and, and firing the biggest stakes and and showing your cards and and talking it through. I mean, that is definitely uh, very unique and, and, and appealing. So that's exciting and uh, it's great that you're doing that. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully we can collaborate on some stuff and, and we'll no be, we got our last longer on Saturday again, in that, that uh, the special event and party, the big game where it's a knockout tournament. And again, so many questions. We'll let, we'll let uh, John go ahead and, and, and try to look at some of those. Maybe we can get back to you guys and hopefully again, we get to do some stuff in the future. But with that, I do want to take the giveaway for today and we'll let you, right off into the sunset i appreciate the time and anything else you want to touch on before we do this giveaway for the ticket
1: you got um, state, you
0: got action coming up that's going soon
1: yeah i mean this saturday we got that we got that big party poker like twitch tournament right and yep. then sunday i'm gonna be grinding 5k's and i probably i'll be i'm gonna be uh selling it on state kings as well as playing on my twitch um and yeah, that's pretty much what I got coming up. I'll probably play Monday too.
0: Very, very cool. All right. Well, again, guys, Twitch Ape Styles Poker. You can give him a follow across the board. He also has on Twitter, and you can see his bundle on BBZ Poker. Uh, very, very cool. A lot of content. A lot of excitement. Appreciate the time, and let's do this giveaway, and then we'll let you roll. So just tell me when someone's going to win this fifty-five-dollar Gladiator ticket right here from Party Poker. We're going to go ahead and roll it. Anyone <laughs> that answered is eligible and engaged. You tell me when. Now. Now has been called. All right. A lot of questions. It's going to load up here, and we will pick that winner. And then I guess, uh, yeah, man, I, I really, again, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. It was great to get to know you better, and I hope everyone learned something. I saw a lot of people engage live. This will be on all the different outlets of podcasts. And, of course, on YouTube, you guys can watch this video that has been recorded live in real time. Appreciate all the engagement. And uh, what about what's what last thing? What What's the over-under on when do you think live poker is going to come back?
1: Oh my gosh, I'm not the guy, man. That's not your um, spot. A, a while though. It's going to be a while, at least oh. at least a couple months into 2021, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think that's safe. Do you think the World Series all will happen next year?
1: I hope, man. I hope everything goes. Like I hope it comes back. Yeah. You definitely. know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to be optimistic. We'll yeah, see if this happens.
0: Does look the uh the uh the, the the what's it called the the Pfizer and the the vaccines looks like stuff's moving along and crazy stuff with the election. Trump doesn't want to leave. Uh, he's doing his best to. He's still seeing I'm seeing like ten to one odds getting posted or less seven to one. I mean even though it looks like it's over, but yeah you know, I think PokerShares had like seven to one, eight to one the other day, and I saw like other people at fifteen percent chance like that he could still. So I mean it's kind of wild like the fact that that's not over. Technically it's like really. <laughs> He's really kicking and screaming trying to hold on there. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Crazy times. But all right, John, Ape Styles, the man, the myth. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate the time. Thank you. And we'll see you on the streets, soon on Twitch. So best of luck, and Thanks again. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.